This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's Thursday. It's September 15th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Freight rail companies and unions are negotiating contracts as a Friday deadline looms. If no agreement is reached, a worker strike could happen. It comes at a bad time because we're really just starting to crawl out from under all of the supply chain disruptions of the past few years created by the pandemic and the war in Ukraine, said Ted Rossman, a senior industry analyst at Bankrate.com. Rossman said, this could set back any progress made. 40% of goods that are transported within the United States are on a train at some point, he says. That includes 75% of cars. Other big ticket items like food and gasoline can be transported by train. Rossman said that we could see gas prices rise again if this happens. Now, Preston, you and I love to ride the rails with the hobos and yeah. do the whole thing, and this could impact us, so I'm keeping an eye on it. <laughs> Please do, because, yeah. uh, you know, it's dangerous out there. We love our stew. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hobo stew. <laughs> it's so good. To be proactive, he suggests getting your holiday shopping done before Halloween and buying big-ticket items now. As a result, on Wednesday, Amtrak announced it will cancel all long-distance trains starting Thursday since much of the track they use for their trains is owned and operated by the freight companies involved in the negotiations. The negotiations do not involve Amtrak or the Amtrak workforce. While this is not going to impact the busy Northeast Corridor, it will impact Amtrak's Silver Star Line locally in Philadelphia. You talk about this affecting holiday shopping. I'm planning on getting my wife, uh, Claire, 20 tons of graphite for Christmas. Uh, Amtrak added it's closely uh, monitoring the ongoing freight rail, rail labor contract negotiations, and is hopeful that parties will reach a resolution soon. You now, know what? But speaking of trains, real quick, right. you mentioned the graphite. It made me think of that. You know, when you see the uh, the tanker cars. Yes. Um, I had heard, you know, and, and a lot of times they're they're black. And I don't know why you automatically think of, like, oil. Yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. A lot of times it's corn syrup. Really? That's in those. I didn't know that. And uh, apparently that's, yeah, a, a lot of the, the tankers carry that. I had heard that at one point or another. I've forgotten what the uh, source of that was. I didn't even uh, think that they would, in fact, the notion that they would transport it that way at all is pretty yeah. mind-boggling. Yep. Philadelphia Brewing Company's Hop Garden is in ruins after the city brought in a team of weed whackers to cut down more than six months of oh. hard work. What? Oh, yeah, no. this is this is like terrible. I was sad. <laughs> they for them. thought it was what? weeds. This is, by the way, the Kaiser Cats event on Sunday. This is them. This is them, and it's a wonderful brewery, and I. They, <sighs> They're very proud of this, and, and they cut it. They whacked it, it yeah. down like they were weeds. Uh, wow! The garden, hops aren't cheap either. The wow! Go, no, they, <gasps> the garden is fenced in right next to the Kensington Brewery and has a sign that clearly explains how they're growing hops for their fall beer called Harvest from the Hood. <laughs> Nancy Barton, the co-owner of the brewery, says the city issued a violation for overgrown vegetation and had an inspector come out to verify that it was in fact a garden they were maintaining. However, the city's community life improvement program came back Tuesday and removed almost all of the hops. Oh, my God. And by the I, way, this this Nancy Barton is so nice. It's like so involved in the community, uh, does so much charitable work. And, uh, I mean, this is, you know, you can see it was done. Up, it, it looks very, uh, it, it, it brightens up the community, but they, that sign could not be bigger. 
Yeah, I need to see pictures and video of what it looked like when it was full grown. Like, did it just look like? It probably did. It probably yeah. looked they, they like said, weeds. They said it did, but there's a sign there. They had somebody yeah. come out. They spoke to the person. The person said, "Okay, we're not finding you. We understand that you're growing, uh, you know, a garden here." And, and then they, they whacked it anyway. Well, it, it was so a spokesperson released a statement saying, "Regretfully, due to miscommunication uh-huh. and staff error, the hops were removed as they were were initially marked as a violation. As it as it, uh, as it appears, the lot was overgrown." Uh, so now customers will have to wait until next year for their limited release of Harvest from the Hood Pale Ale. Barton says it's going to cost them tens of thousands of yeah. dollars in lost revenue. Yeah, uh, yeah they're, 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 they have to make that up somehow. Well, yeah, hopefully, they're, they're, there's ins- I, mean, I hope insurance covers that. I don't know if it would, but oh no, well, no, no. The she's city, losing she's... tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, there's a lawsuit there, and they could probably just settle and go, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah. You lost revenue. We are so sorry. Yep. There's ten thousand dollars. I'm just amazed that because considering, I assume. Hops is fair. You, you got to be pretty, you know, adroit at yeah. cultivating it. And right, to right. get as much as they were getting for that beer where they were is pretty amazing. <sighs> the city also says that they are exploring ways to rectify the situation and engaging with staff on the ground to ensure that proper procedures are followed in the future. Amazon plans to give third-party sellers a series of new marketing tools, including the ability to send emails to customers who've made repeat or recent purchases or large amounts uh, from one specific seller over the time. Uh, Until now, sellers have only been able to send marketing emails through Amazon's system to customers who've chosen to follow their brands on the e-commerce site. Amazon says the new tool, uh, called Tailored Audiences, responds to sellers' requests for more ways to market to customers who've purchased items from them before. The tool will give sellers Sellers, the ability to send loyal customers reminders of hot deals or new product launches. But people are saying now that your email is going to be flooded with uh, third-party vendor emails. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but also it, it does it releases some of the stranglehold so that these companies can interact with their own client base, you know, right. without having to go through Amazon. But I always, when you buy something and you see a pop-up, Preston, on Amazon and it says there are other buying options that it's not directly through Amazon, Yeah, I do trust... Those? The the sites that they have vetted that through Amazon, you know, it serves as like yeah, an yeah, overseeing yeah. thing. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess this is a, a good deal. I just want more junk mail, so well, that's yeah, what, sign well, right well, up. That's what you're yeah, get. Come on. But that's the thing. You don't. It's, you're not going to sign up. I know. You're, you know you what I mean? It just happens. You're just yep. going to get it, mm-hmm. yeah. Bloomberg News described the move as a risky bid to boost sales, noting that the tool will work even if customers haven't opted in to follow a particular mm. brand. It comes on the same day that California filed an antitrust suit alleging that the Amazon forces third-party sellers and suppliers into anti-competitive agreements on price. Throw a few robocalls in there while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, why, not? why not? Why not? Why mm. not? Call me, too. Yep. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies beat the Marlins again, winning 6-1 last night in Miami. JT Real Muto homered twice against his former team, and Bryce Harper hit his 100th home run with the Phillies. 
They hold the second. They hold the second National League wild card spot uh, by two and a half games after third party San Diego lost to a third place San Diego lost to Seattle. Kyle Gibson threw six innings on one run ball as the right hander gave up six hits, struck out seven, and reached double digit victories in a season for the seventh time in his career. The series in South Florida wraps up tonight, and Noah Syndergaard will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 6:40. And newly released text messages show how deeply a Mississippi governor was involved in the state paying more than $1 million in welfare money to Brett Favre to help fund the retired NFL quarterback's pet projects instead of the money going to help low-income families in one of the nation's poorest states. As intended, it was funneled through a nonprofit group and uh, spent on a new $5 million volleyball facility at the University of Southern Mississippi, where both uh, Favre and the governor went to school. One of the newly released Mm. text messages shows the Republican governor, Phil Bryant, who left office in 2020, was, quote, on board with the arrangement. The state is suing Favre and others, alleging they misspent millions of dollars in welfare money. The director of the nonprofit has pleaded guilty to criminal charges in Mississippi's largest public corruption case in decades. That's going to put a significant dent in the homeless volleyball league. Right. (laughs) That's what I have for you this morning. By the way, Kathy, it's pronounced Favre. (laughs) I saw a movie one time. Brett Favre. All right, good morning and welcome. It is a Thursday with the Preston and Steve show. We're happy to have you on board. We have several guests that are going to be on the program. We We are spanning... Uh, the gamut of all entertainment today. Uh, it's amazing. We go from uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, to comedian Adam Ferrara to porn star Maitland Ward today. Uh, from yeah. outer space to inner space. There you go. Uh, I like the way that works. Yeah, so uh, actually we're looking forward to it because uh, uh, anytime you get to talk to Dr. Tyson, it's a treat. And Adam Ferrara is one of our favorite comedians to spend some time with. And Maitland Ward, so she started off in, uh, she was on Boy Meets World. Yeah. She was an actress. one of the characters, uh, The Bold and the Beautiful as well. Kathy, your favorite movie, White Chicks. And I was, uh, <laughs> I, I, I love that saw movie. an article that uh, about her recently, and she was like, she wanted to do pornography. I mean, like, yeah. something she wanted to do. And, and you usually hear about, like, I was injured growing up, and, like, I had a, yeah. emotion. This is something that she loves. Yeah. And, and she's. Now, uh, very successful. Like, in incredibly this. successful. Yeah, also, yeah. I can't remember that. I mean, I can't believe that you remembered that I loved white chicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, those are our guests on the program. And we also have, uh, stopping off today, our friends from the Burger Brawl, who are going to be uh, dropping off, I guess, some burgers today first, Deej? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Getting set for that. Uh, Sunday, October 23rd at Xfinity Live. Uh, you're judging the event, right, Steve? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're part of it, too, Oh, okay? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, so we'll get you the details. You can go to phillyburgerbrawl.com, but it's one of the great events in the city. I have family members that, uh, I mean, pester me all year long about mm. Burger Brawl because yeah. they love it. Yeah, so uh, we'll get set for that a little bit later on today. Um, so let's take a break and come back in a second. I have a stupid question, uh, a listener-generated stupid question, which is a really good one, by the way. Um, and we'll move forward. We have some entertainment stories to pass along. So we're coming back in a second. Hang out with us this morning. We would love to spend time with you. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do a stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to Annie. And if you answered this correctly, you can get it. And I got a listener-generated question. This was sent to me by Matthew Hegarty. Uh, and so Matthew can't win this. Yes. He sent me in the question. That's the one problem. Uh, this was interesting. Known now for streaming, Netflix started by mailing DVDs to customers. What movie? was the first DVD Ooh. it ever sent out. That's a great question. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Okay, so Netflix started by mailing DVDs to customers. What movie was the first DVD that it ever sent out? 215-263-WMMR. Did you ever participate in that uh, in that Netflix? Nope. No, no I, I didn't either. Nope, didn't, yeah. uh, didn't do the mail order thing. All right, so I'll go through some birthdays. While we're waiting uh, for your answer, today is Thursday, September 15th. They've been really slacking on my uh, uh, <laughs> birthdays lately. So uh, Nick pulls up the IMDb uh, birthday page. So I'm going to go with a couple of those. Is this uh, just a sucky day for birthdays? No, no. It's just that th- th- my service that, oh. that I get these through, they, they leave a lot of, of good ones out. For, for example, Ben Schwartz. Yes. Com- comedian and actor. Right. He's been in a lot of great stuff. Celebrates his 41st birthday. He's not on the list. What? <laughs> there, suck that. What's going on? Uh, but he is from Parks and Rec. Uh, he was in, I guess, the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I don't yeah. know about that. Uh, he's in a great movie I, I really like a lot called uh, This Is Where I Leave You. Uh, but he's done some uh, comedy routines as well, and uh, he celebrates his 41st birthday today. Uh, we also have Dan Marino celebrating his birthday. Uh, former quarterback, Miami Dolphins. He's 61 years old. Is, who's in Ace Ventura? Yeah, he's a star of Ace Ventura. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to clear my voice. Sorry about that. Yeah, he is, right? He's in that movie. Yep. Uh, so he turns uh, 61 years old today. Also, actor John Bradley. He was from Game of Thrones. He played Samuel Tarley. Yeah. Who ended up being a pretty important character. Uh, uh, are you watching the new one? I just started watching the first episode. First impressions? Last night. I only watched about half of it right. uh, because it was uh, around bedtime. And I'm like, well, let me just dive into a little bit of this. Uh, very confusing with all the names uh, because they. the thing about the Targaryens is their names sound similar. It's uh, Valeria and Rhaegara and... and yeah. uh, Deseries and and they're very complex. They have a lot right, of right. They have a lot of syllables to them, and they they kind of rhyme the same. And it's like I don't know who the hell's who. At I'm this terrible point. with just regular names, but yeah. I'll have to um, I'll have to give it some time. But All right. yeah, it looks like it's going to be cool. So and I've heard good stuff about it. So uh, I'll spend some time with it. But uh, John Bradley has his birthday today. Just saw him in Moonfall, by the way. That oh yeah, Halle Berry movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it was the yeah yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we also have uh, Josh Charles, the actor. He was in uh, in Dead Poet Society, played the character Knox Overstreet. Yeah. Oh. Uh, which I always thought that was a cool name. Uh, but he's been in a few things. He was in Hairspray, Four Brothers, and so on. He's 51 years old. Uh, from Steve, your show, The Hills, Heidi Montag. Oh, my God. Today. And yep. Spencer Pratt. Yeah. The, the dream team. Yeah, Heidi's <laughs> birthday is today. She turns 36. Just a, just 
Streepian level talent. Meryl Streepish. Uh, I'm like, what is the word Streepian? I love that. Uh, so she is uh, 36. And we have uh, the great Tommy Lee Jones celebrating his birthday today. He is. He's unbelievable. He is. And and if you want to, I mean, and obviously, you know, The Fugitive is a standout role of his. Um, and he's been in tons of things. But he is so great. In the movie Lincoln. Oh, my God, he yeah. He is just so powerful the way he delivers his lines. And he is, he is this incredibly intimidating senator. Yeah. Uh, and he was just brilliant in that movie. And, uh, of course, uh, The Fugitive. I think he won an Oscar for that, did he not? He the Fugitive? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he turns uh, 76. <laughs> what was that, Man of, Man of the House? I think that was Lincoln. Yeah, that's like, that was like, this yeah. is my happy face. <laughs> I'm an abolitionist. This is my happy face. Uh, he is 76, and he shares a birthday with someone he has worked with before, Oliver Stone, because uh, he was in uh, JFK. Yeah. Uh, but um, he's been in, uh, obviously, Oliver Stone is uh, tons. He's unbelievably, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, his his directing chops are uh, formidable. He's, uh, he's made some great movies. Mm-hmm. Weren't uh, Tommy Lee uh, Jones and Al, Al Gore, Gore they were, were roommates, roommates in, college. in college. And we yeah, had a humdinger of time. time. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a fun okay. fact. But uh, they were they were roommates? All right. And they oh, had a one-time Preston. Um, I snuck a beer into my room. <laughs> You're crazy. I'm off the hook. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Oliver Stone, uh, you know, uh, born on the 4th of July in Platoon and Ashmore and Killers and Wall Street. He is uh, 76 years old today. Uh, it's Prince Harry's birthday today. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Harry. It's going to uh, be a somber one. Is the fourth in line for the English role, uh, the English throne now. Isn't John Goodman one step ahead of him? Yeah, but King Ralph. King Ralph, yeah. uh, yes, will be in line just before him. I don't think he's fourth anymore. I think he got bumped down further because... Uh, Archie? Uh-huh. Yeah, the, uh, William has two sons. <gasps> yes, you're so correct. So it goes Charles, then William, then the two sons, and then Harry. Okay. So there was a bit of a brouhaha because there's something going on with um, Archie and Lilibet. Okay. As far as Are they a, having a tiff or a row? Or a potential monarchical demotion. All right. I wow. Think, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Prince Harry turns 38 years old today. Uh, I don't know this guy, but I'm including his birthday because his name is Dave Annabelle. Annabelle. Oh. Uh, but, Kathy, he was on Brothers and Sisters, and I know you watched that Oh, show. yes. I know yeah. who he is. He, Annabelle. <laughs> he, was, he was just in something else, too, when I came to Annabelle. <laughs> oh, you know who he is? Um, I know who he is. Um, no, but you know who he is. I, I know who he is. I definitely know who he is. I know who he is. Uh, yeah, he's also married to this uh, actress who was in Cloverfield that we both uh, like, Preston. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, Oletta. Yes. Annabelle, Annabelle. I forget. Oh, Annabelle. Odette Annabelle is uh, his wife, his yeah. spouse. Yeah. And, and, and who does she? Oh, she played the the very beautiful gal that uh, the main character was trying to find through right. the whole movie. Yes, uh, and yes, he was also on uh, 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 some CW shows. Okay, he was in uh, Yellowstone. He's, he was. Yes. He's, okay. He's he played the, Annabelle. He's in the beginning of Yellowstone. <laughs> he was also in that uh, series What If with Renee Zellweger, which was really good. I believe they call her Annabelle. <laughs> That was a good improvisational riff. 
That sounds legit. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I he agree. was trying to come up with a name for Mrs. Claus, and he said Annabelle. Uh-huh. That was damn good. Santa's got to go. <laughs> Dave is uh, forty. Three today. Uh, and then the last birthday that's on the list is Tom Hardy. Oh. Talk about a great actor. Yes, and obviously he was Bane. Happy birthday to me. In The Dark Knight Rises. Happy birthday to me. Uh, Inception, The Reverend, Dunkirk, Venom, Warrior. I love his character in Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the pilot. The pilot, yeah. Uh, he turns 45 years old today. They were showing uh, uh, um, how they made... So, it, as Bane, he appears to be towering. He's not a tall guy. No. Uh, they, so, he worked out. He got bulked up. But they did one of those sort of Lord of the Rings, you know... Oh, really? ...ish perspectives. He's not very tall. To make him, yeah, he's not. I didn't know that. All right, so he turns 45 today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Uh, Netflix started by mailing DVDs to customers. What movie was the very first DVD that it ever sent out? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Lynn and see if we can get an answer. Hi there, Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Lynn. Oh, no bother. Uh, Lynn, do uh, do us a favor and tell us what movie was first sent out by uh, Netflix. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. (laughs) That is correct. Hang on, Lynn. We got you, and we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Annie, one of the most beloved musicals of all time at the Kimmel Cultural Campus this October. Also, don't miss the Philadelphia Fall Arts Fest this Saturday at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And the free event is kicking off the season with performances, activities, and the best ticket deals of the season. Info at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. When I get a correction, uh, Charlotte is also in line for the British throne. We're getting a lot oh, of texts, wow. and so I forgot to mention her, so I, I forgot that women are now included, so that's my <laughs> bad. And then also, uh, you can still get DVDs from Netflix because my dad does. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? Uh, no, and I'll tell you why. Uh, he's When he's in the Colorado, he doesn't really get very good internet service. Oh, all right. So he has a Netflix subscription. I thought and they, they will... totally did away with nope, that. He, he still gets his uh, DVDs that uh, he does not play on his Blu-ray, uh, <laughs> but uh, you can All still right. get them that way. Nice. <laughs> All right, I got some entertainment stories. We're going to start with Britney Spears' ex-husband, Jason Alexander, facing another arrest warrant after reportedly missing a court date. Uh, Alexander, who was married to her for 55 hours in 2004, was due to appear in court at Napa Leave County. In Napa County on Tuesday, and it stems from a 2015 case. uh uh-huh where a woman accused him of stealing a bracelet from her worth $2,000. He's such a, you know... Yeah, yeah, he's a peach. Yeah. Alexander was charged with two felony counts of grand theft and buying and receiving stolen property. Uh, authorities were alerted to the outstanding case when Alexander got arrested for crashing Britney's wedding to Sam Ashgari at her California home in June. Alexander was then extradited to face the charges after completing a 60-day jail sentence related to the Spears intrusion he was told to return to the Napa court on September 13th following an earlier arraignment and had his bail set at $20,000, but it's said to have been, uh, he's said to have been a no-show to that now. Uh, due to him missing the court appearance, police have reportedly issued a fresh arrest warrant. It's amazing. I get... I get nervous, you know, for like a, an inspection sticker lapse. Dude, or the, mo- the moments that I have had to go to court, yeah. or whether it be for, you know, a, a ticket or right. whatever, I'm, you know, like, dude, I get there early. Oh, my I make God. Sure I'm, you know, I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Absolutely. There's no way I'm not showing up for that. How can you be this, and there are people this cavalier. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. They think that, you know, it, it eventually it'll go away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we forgot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we forgot about that. Oh, that's so. right. Uh, speaking of legal stuff, a federal jury in Chicago convicted R. Kelly on Wednesday of producing child pornography and enticing girls for sex after a month-long trial in his hometown, delivering another legal blow to the Grammy Award-winning singer who was once one of the world's biggest R&B stars. So what, is, what was his sentence on those charges, the initial charges where he's found guilty? Uh, it was, I think, thirty years, right? Uh, something along those lines. So they can they can slap on another couple of decades. Prosecutors won convictions on uh, six of the thirteen counts against him, with many of the convictions carrying long mandatory sentences. But the government lost the marquee count that Kelly and his then business manager successfully rigged his state child pornography trial in two thousand eight. Uh, both of his co-defendants, including longtime business manager Daryl McDavid, who had told jurors that uh, testimony from four Kelly accusers had led him to change his mind about Kelly's believability, uh, were acquitted on all charges. Uh, the trial was, in ways, a do-over of Kelly's 2008 child pornography trial with a key video <laughs> critical to both. Uh, Kelly, who shed tears of joy when jurors acquitted him in 2008, Gave a thumbs-up sign to spectators after Wednesday's verdict, but otherwise showed little emotion. Asked by reporters later outside of court how Kelly felt after the verdict, his lead attorney, Jennifer Bonjean, said, uh, Mr. Kelly is used to bad news. He's still got many fights to fight, but what he did say is that he had a sense of relief that this particular case was in the past now. Uh, the verdict comes months after a federal judge in New York sentenced Kelly to 30 years in prison in June for racketeering and sex trafficking. <laughs> oh, my God. Based on that sentence, the 55-year-old won't be eligible for release until he is around 80 years old. And two sexual misconduct trials still await him, one in Minnesota and one in a state court in Chicago. So, you know, as well, he was kind of living in that uh, Harvey Weinstein existence where a lot of people knew about this. Oh, yeah. Well, and he was... Open about a yeah. lot of it too. Yeah, with uh, uh, who was uh, the uh, gal? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah, uh, and who she was, was fourteen or fifteen, clearly yeah. underage, and there was clearly something going on between them. And, and then so they pro- he was brazen about yeah. that stuff. Yeah, they produced that A and E series too. I think it was where they had yeah. these women talking about these encounters. Then finally, it it finally took. Yep. Uh, Casey, do we have this audio over from uh, uh, the, Steve? Sent this over. It's uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, had uh, Quinta Burnson on. Uh, from Abbott Elementary, right, right. right. So, uh, Marissa, did that get sent? It's going to be sent over. So, when she won the Emmy, uh, what was happening, there was a bit that took place before that where Jimmy got dragged out on stage and he was supposed to be drunk and passed out. And he laid there during the entire acceptance speech. I didn't know. I didn't watch it. Right. But I read about it afterwards. And some people saw it as some kind of a, look, you should have, the bit should have been over. It was her moment. But they also know each other. Quinta did not. with each other. She was playing along. Yeah. So, but, but she, but it did, it's, it's never one of the, it, there's extremes on both. I yeah. think he was playing the bit and he, he probably overstayed his welcome and yeah. she was robbed a few seconds of acknowledgement playing along with the bit but you but could tell it was not malicious it was not part. malicious right. he, yeah. wasn't, he yeah. wasn't trying to uh 
you know, Kanye, Tanya, uh, um, uh, Taylor, Taylor, Swift. Taylor, Hall, yeah. Taylor Swift, yeah, jeez, yeah. Taylor Hawk. Also, Taylor, no, listen, Kanye Swift. It was a By the way, <laughs> I was at Pearl Jam until like twelve thirty, so just <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> we will, we will. Nick, I've already, I, my West. head is so far up my ass today, I can see the light from my God. mouth. Oh, it's good because me too. I am, right, I am effing up right and left. Stay I am way tuned. out of it, and Casey is as well. He's messed up a couple I, things twice. already. Kathy's the only one who's perfect. Save us, but her hair's dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's up in a. He got, Casey in a goes, ponytail. I like your hair in a pony. I go, well, I didn't wash it this morning. <laughs> Let's all be horrible together. Where's Marissa? Hell, oh, she's awesome. Oh, what? no, she got here after 6 o'clock. <laughs> oh, okay. I had some good sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I called her Tanya Swift. <laughs> you did. Okay. <laughs> you did. My hair's dirty too, Kathy. <laughs> Connor, help. <laughs> By the way, Marissa's doing her tribute to Ed Grimley today. Uh, we have the clip now. Uh, right. Kingdom uh, Brunson uh, interrupts Jimmy's monologue. Here we go. I have a little favor to, to ask, okay. actually. Yeah, so you know how when you win an Emmy, you only have 45 seconds to do an acceptance speech, which is, like, not that much time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you get less time because someone does a dumb comedy bit that goes on a bit too long. <laughs> you know, I have heard of that happening. And, yeah. Well, I was wondering, or more, you know, demanding if I could, th- you know, have a couple of extra minutes to think. You know, a couple of extra people. Oh, to thank some people on Monday night. Absolutely. Right. Yes, take all the time you like. I'll go stand back here. Thank you again (laughs) to the Academy for this amazing honor. (laughs) I'd also like to thank all of the fans of the show and to all my Abbott Elementary writers watching. I wouldn't have this without you. Now, please go to bed. We have work tomorrow. Even though you're adults and I have no jurisdiction over when you sleep. Yep. All right, so obviously that was uh, edited up quite a bit. Uh, this is uh, Jimmy as he apologizes yes. to her. Here we go. That was a dumb comedy bit. And then people got upset. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, I stole your moment. Mm-hmm. And maybe I did. And I'm very sorry if I did do that. I'm sorry I did do that, actually. And also, the last thing I would ever want to do is upset you because I think so much of you. And, um, and I, you know, I think you know that. I hope you know that. All right, and she responds to that. And this is that clip. Jimmy, let me just say thank you. It is very kind of you to say that I honestly was in such a moment of just having a good time like I won my first Emmy I was up there like I was wrapped up in the moment and just having a good time I don't know I saw you and I saw Will Arnett and my Emmy and I was just like oh my god I'm having so much fun but thank you that's kind but honestly I, I had a good night. All right, yeah. so they're I, good. Uh, Everybody's happy. What? I don't know. He just committed to the bit. Like, I, you know, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. Well, it was. It, it, listen, at that moment, you're supposed to just clear and let the person have their moment. I got it. Whatever way you go, yeah. Will Arnett pulled him out. He was yeah. the one who pulled him out on stage, and there's a, a couple of chuckles. So whatever. There, yeah. it, obviously, there's no hard feelings. Yep. Uh, so partying too hard landed Josh Jamal in the emergency room hours before he married his wife Audra. Uh, earlier this month, uh, the 20-year-old former pageant queen told Vogue <laughs> oh Australia Wednesday that the Transformer star threw his back out uh, pulling some wild dance moves on a party bus the night before the wedding. <laughs> and doctors discovered he had slipped a disc. Oh, Just, man. Wow. Which can be pretty damn painful. Yeah. Have you guys, I've never done that. No, no, that thank happen. God. Oh, I have two. Ooh, really? It's, it's still, like, I mean, I it happened years ago, and What still, were you doing when it 
I, I was running on soft sand on the beach. Oh, okay. man. And, it, yeah, it just, every once in a while, and it's extremely painful. Oh, wow. Well, he did it the night before he was going to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, he managed to soldier on after getting a cortisone shot uh, to kind of calm things down a little bit. She's got to be, what, 20 years plus younger than he is, right? I have no idea. If you said she's 20 years old? Uh, 28-year-old. Oh, okay. 28-year-old former uh, pageant queen. So, Uh, John Stamos's memoir called If You Would Have Told Me will be released next fall. John Stamos. That's the guy. According to a press release, the book will cover his most... Velociraptor. (laughs) His Velociraptor and his most famous television roles, uh, his time touring with the Beach Boys, and his midlife quest to find sobriety. Uh, he said, uh, if you would have told me, is the book I never planned to write. But after losing Bob Saget, uh, finally becoming a father and wanting to honor all the colorful people who have made me who I am today, I figured, if not now, when? I, I like him. You can't help but like him. Uh, he, he is a self-deprecating guy. Well, he first came to prominence on, what was it, General Hospital? Uh, I think that was it. Yeah. Was that it? He played, was Blackie. it Blackie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, I, you know what? I'd be interested in, yeah. in his memoir. Yeah. See, see Hopefully what we his, get him on. What his life has been like. Uh, by the way, we're not the only ones who are having an off day. We got this text that says, uh, I put my toothbrush in the silverware drawer this morning. <laughs> oh, perfect. You guys aren't the only ones. Oh, thank you. Feel free to share the stupid yeah. thing you did this morning with us. I love it when I put the coffee mug Upside down at the Keurig machine. I, wait. Oh, I've done it a few times. I, I know. Upside down. I love that. Yep. One time I didn't even put the coffee mug. Oh, well. I just we, turned it on. Have we all done the forgetting to put the carafe uh, under the... Uh, I have not that. done that here. Oh, I did it. That. That's a bad one. I did one. it years ago. Because that puts that. out a lot of coffee. Oh, yeah. Full <laughs> carafe of coffee on the floor. Driven right. away with the... Uh, uh, back of my trunk up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you had a, you had a you had a good run going there for a while with that thing. All right, uh, moving on. Brittany Snow and her husband Tyler Staneland are separating after two years of marriage. Mm. That's too bad. I like Brittany Snow. I do. Yeah. Uh, the couple announced their split on Instagram Wednesday with identical statements. Uh, they wrote uh, after time and consideration, or she wrote, Tyler and I have made the difficult decision to separate. This decision was made with love and mutual respect for one another. Man, they like throwing that around, don't they? They love throwing that around. It's a uh, decision. We have realized that we need to take some time and make sure that we are living our most fulfilling and authentic lives. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> we started this journey as... Journey. Be- oh, as man, best- they're throwing all the words in uh-huh. there. As best friends, and our relationship will continue to be a priority not only for us but for our dog Charlie. Oh my oh, God! Shut the dog up. In. Yeah. Okay, don't do that. Don't do no, that. No, 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 no. The dog's going to be fine. She is in a movie that uh, was just just came out a little while ago. It's called X Pre- uh, uh, Preston, and it is a um, it is a, it's a horror film, right? It's a horror, yeah. Sort of. Um, it's got a really cool conceit to it. It's it's really well directed. She plays a porn star in it. They are doing porn scenes in it, right? And uh, it's just it's just great. It's sort of a an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, there's an elderly couple. That oh they come yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen part of it. Uh, she said, "We sincerely appreciate your support and ask for privacy as we navigate this new." Chapter. Yeah, they used everything in that. Every statement. single one of them. <laughs> TMZ reports that their long distance relationship. They, they left out abundance of caution. Uh, uh, TMZ reports that their long distance romance contributed to the split. Snow resides in Los Angeles while uh, the selling of the OC star 
lives in Orange County. Wow, what That's a difference. So far away. <laughs> How do they ever get together? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Nick Cannon announced last night that he welcomed his 11th child. Jesus. With model Lanisha Cole. Has he finally earned a zip code? God. Lanisha posted a photo of herself and Nick and their baby girl in the delivery room. Nick also posted the, uh, the photo along with the caption. Uh, introducing Onyx Ice Cole Cannon. Once again, today, I'm in awe of the divine feminine. Uh, God has given me and her, it's, it's her Instagram handle, uh, the privilege of hosting an angel here on earth. I vow to protect, provide, guide, and love this child to the best of my abilities. John Stamos. There you go. And we've named her John Stamos. Uh, his show, his talk show, which was canceled, uh, They uh, it was on the other day, so they're kind of burning off those episodes. And they do something I think we can incorporate now that he won't be using it. They do, they do a thing called the damn cam, okay. which is where the camera comes in on one of us and you have to do a real... Oh, real cool dance. No, oh. stop it. Damn. 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 By the Damn. way, he is also expecting two more children <laughs> this year with Abby De La Rosa and Brittany Bell. This guy just spreads his seed all over the place. I'm wondering, ha- has his penis ever been exposed to light? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's, always, it's always in something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you get my baby, and you get my baby. <laughs> I mean, wow. come on. Wow, wow, wow. It, Genghis Khan is going, damn. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, let's see. Stranger Things, uh, upcoming fifth and final season, could possibly... Put many series regulars on the chopping block. And Maya Hawk, who joined the show in season three as Robin. She's great. Would personally love it if her character died and got a hero's moment. So that's kind of what she wants to have happen. Because season five is going to be it for this Yeah, group, And that's all. I think uh, to get a Stranger Things, the way they do hero moments... Yes. That's cool. She said, well, it's the last season, so people are probably going to die. She was talking to Rolling Stone. She said, I would love to die and get my hero's moment. I'd love to die with honor, as any actor would. But I love the way that the Duffer brothers love their actors. The reason that they write so beautifully for me and for everyone else is because they fall in love with their actors and their characters, and they don't want to kill them. Uh, I think that's a beautiful quality that they have, and I wouldn't wish it away. What would you consider... I'm putting you on the spot here. The greatest movie hero moment of all time. The greatest movie hero moment. Oh, it's got to be the Speed Force, Steve. Time. What? <laughs> from the Flash. From well, the, but just, he doesn't die. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the dying one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's what we're talking about, right? Where, where the yeah. hero moment that ends in death. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking Tony Stark, Iron Man. Though it's not direct, direct. It's c- contributing to. When he uh, was wearing the gauntlet, snaps his fingers and dies as a result. I got right. a good one that uh, probably could have been cheesy, but whatever reason did, didn't turn out that way. Uh, Arnold's death in Terminator Two, you know, when he like right. sacrifices himself. Right. That's that's cool. He's the hero in that movie with the thumbs up yeah. on the way uh, down. Yeah. <laughs> Middle finger would have been great. <laughs> Deadpool, go to hell. Deadpool and Deadpool Two. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but nothing's coming it's to a mind tough right one, now. Yeah. But uh, but I'm sure there's some good ones out there. Maybe we can is there a good one on white chicks, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, so what? Whether any big deaths will come in Stranger Things five remains or five remains to be seen. But uh, one thing that isn't dying is the Stranger Things franchise itself as a spinoff project is now in development at Netflix. All right, what's the uh, conceit for this one? Well, they've already said that the spinoff idea is not centered on an existing character. All right. 
Uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, Hawk wouldn't be down for playing Robin in a new series. Uh, her only stipulation is that she continue to act with Joe Keery, who stars as Steve. She said, normally, I wouldn't really be a proponent of a spinoff. But if I got to do something with Joe Carey, I would do anything. Their chemistry is so good. Oh, it's the best. She said he's so funny and wonderful and smart. He's got great boundaries. He's an excellent co-worker, and I would do anything with him. Yeah, I love their relationship. Yeah. It's it's so Especially well. In season three. Season three was so much fun. It's it's my favorite of the four, I think, just because it was funny and there were a lot of cool things going on, but I just love this series. You know, they were laying out the per episode cost. <clears throat> and I excuse me, another way I, I feel like I'm screwing up today is I can't clear my, my throat. But um the uh um uh, you know obviously the um the rings series on Amazon is considered the most expensive series ever brought to television. Right. But Stranger Things is way up there as well, Preston. No kidding. And it ends up, I think it ends up on the screen. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of, you know, yeah, top-level movie stuff. Yep, you can tell that they, they put a lot into it to make sure that the quality is as great as it can be. Uh, Wendy Williams has checked into a wellness facility for overall health issues. According to Page Six, Wendy's publicist said in a statement, Wendy has entered a wellness facility seeking help to manage her overall health health issues. Ms. Williams is being treated by a team of some of the best doctors in the world. We ask for your prayers and well wishes at this time. However, a source told the newspaper that the wellness center is actually a rehab center Uh to treat Wendy's substance abuse issues. The source said it's gotten worse. Uh, She went from wine to straight up vodka. Do you think it's possible that we were hearing all these different things about different conditions and things that she had. Is it possible that she's just had an addiction issue that she's been dealing with? That's possible. I saw a headline the other day that, like, I I just felt terrible for her. And it's just a headline, but it just said that she has to constantly be reminded that her show has been canceled. I was like, that's terrible. Really? Yeah. Yeah, who knows what is true and what isn't. That's actually what gets me through the day is when I'm reminded that her show was canceled. Right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, she's in some kind of a facility uh, getting some kind of treatment. They say that it's for her overall health. Other people saying it's for substance abuse issues. I don't know. Uh, I do know that the runway show for Kourtney Kardashian's sustainable clothing line was plagued by issues at New York Fashion Week on Tuesday. What the hell's going on here? So she... No, that's Chloe. That's oh, Chloe. This Chloe. is Courtney. I thought you said Chloe. <laughs> no, Courtney. It's so confusing. Uh, page six reports that the Boohoo show <laughs> uh, started nearly an hour late. I guess that's the name of her product line. Courtney is Boohoo. Boohoo. I thought she had a, like a, a Goop style product yeah. line. Yeah, that's Poosh. Poosh. That's it. That's Courtney or yeah. that's Chloe. All right. So Courtney has Poosh. But but listen. Do you know why? Like things like. Poosh and Goop and Boohoo exist. Why those Why? names? Why are they? Well, Gwyneth Paltrow had heard like Google. Yeah, two O's next to each other are kind of remarkable to people. Like it, and it's it, good, good for marketing. It's good for marketing. So that's Gwyneth Paltrow with two O's in the middle. Oh, G O O P. Gwyneth Paltrow. I did not oh. know that. Yeah. Uh, does it help in any way with algorithms or searches? Or? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't really know, but but that that's the reasoning behind these names, and so that so maybe we should be Poustin and Steve, Poustin and Stuve, <laughs> Poustin and Stuve twice, <laughs> Poustin and Stuve, <laughs> Poustin. When did you and Stuve first meet? They call us Poustu for short, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. 
What can it be? And Everybody? here's Koozie. Yeah. Koozie. Koozie. And Nuke. Nuke. <laughs> Nuke. Nuke of the North. Marusa. Marusa. Gooner over there. Nuke Murphy. All right. Nuke Murphy. <laughs> Nuke Murphy. Bull Wooston. <laughs> it works. You'll remember those. Yep. So anyhow, uh, yeah, the Boo Hoo Show uh, started Boo-hoo nearly an hour, hour late uh, with the power cutting out seconds after the first model hit the catwalk. The show restarted. They did with the cl- the lights out. Oh, everybody was scary. Uh, the show restarted and was halted again a few minutes later because a bear attacked him. No, uh, the model hit the runway too early. What? What is what is going on here? That sounds like somebody came in for a bad landing. The model yeah. hit the runway too early. Uh, one Twitter user joked, "They restarted the Kourtney Kardashian boohoo show three times. Where is Chris?" So I guess the, they think the momager would have had everything with oh, Could you do me a favor and remind me that the Wendy Williams show is no longer on? The Wendy Williams show Thank is on. Thank you. Over. I needed that. All right. Uh, Will Smith has reportedly been banned from Saturday Night Live since attacking Chris Rock at the Oscars. A source told Radar Smith will never, ever be invited back to SNL after what, what he did to Chris. The show is a temple to the comedian, and no one wants, uh, wants him around anymore. I wonder what his status is. He... He was barred from Oscar telecasts, right? Mm. They said that initially after that all went down. But then didn't, are they, they, gonna hold... didn't they soften that a little bit afterwards? Like, you know, he was going to... Yeah, that's a bad message. Yeah, he at least got a barn for a little while. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the, the source said, forget hosting. Will won't even be able to get a ticket to sit in the audience anymore. He is not welcome there. Damn. Damn. Uh, two more quick things. Variety reports it. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. He's is, the Oliphant in the room. Is set to star in the upcoming HBO Max series Full Circle from Steven <laughs> Soderbergh and Ed Solomon. That was the shortest. <laughs> that's, a, that's a stuttering elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, holy hell. All of it is the latest addition to the cast of the six-episode series alongside previously announced uh, cast members Zazie Beats and Claire Danes. I love Zazie Beats. Who is Zazie Beats? She's uh, Domino in um, oh, Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She is Deadpool so too. good. Yeah. yeah. I hope they bring her back. Yeah. And then... The last the elephant wants her too. The last story is Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis' daughter Daisy has a credited role in her mother's film Don't Worry Darling. As Crack Whore One, right? No. Oh my god. She's five years old. Oh. Dude, Steve. <laughs> E! News reported that uh, fan photos circulating on social media show that the five-year-old is credited as the character Rosie in the film. So, yeah. So the um, Caroline wants to go see this movie. I, I don't know why. I guess because they're running ads for it like crazy. And The Olivia Wilde film? Uh, yeah. It's getting uh, horrible reviews. Oh, I guess is it? Because... Yeah. Um, uh, it's a thriller. What's her face is in it? Uh, Florence Pugh. And also, now Harry she's Styles. getting so she's getting rave reviews. So okay. uh, the uh, like the, the the general reviews are not good for the movie, but they call her performance Florence Pugh's um, a wonderful performance. Okay, uh, we're ready for the clips now. All right. Vampire Academy is a new fantasy horror series based on novels of the same name by Rochelle Mead, and in this clip, star Andre Day Kim. 
speaks about how uh, the show's uh, diversity. Here we go. We wanted to showcase our world <laughs> as uh, as re- representative of what the world is today. And, um, yeah. I mean, it hasn't flown over my head that I haven't seen a lot of Asian vampires growing up. So, hopefully, people can, can see Christian and see, like, maybe I can dress up as a vampire for Halloween this year, too. You've got it, dude. <laughs> Vampire Academy is available for streaming uh, today by, on Peacock, yes. By the way, there is a, a number of um, uh, Asian vampire series. Uh, one of them is is really creepy cool in the way they do it. They're vamp- they have a, um, a vampire legend with a vampire, like, like hops. A- and so it doesn't drink your blood. It drinks the marrow oh, out of your bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All right, here's the next clip. Atlanta, the hit comedy created by Donald Glover, is back for its fourth season, and fans are pumped up for it. And here's star Zazie Beats. Actually, I think it's, it says here pronunciation is Zazie Beats. I like that, too. Uh, reflects <laughs> on the surprise that she feels when thinking about how far the show has come. Here we go. And then... It became this thing. Well, like, what's going wow, this is like- Yeah, so now I, I don't know why the clips that we are receiving, the audio uh, sounds as if uh, it, it's a moon report. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like coming from the surface of the moon. One small step for man, that's what it sounds like. So, and then it became this thing. We're like- Actually, it sounds like, Ricky, did, uh, <laughs> I saw what, what you were doing. doing. I saw what you were doing. It felt good, didn't it? Oh, my God. Wow, this is like such a this is like us. And obviously it was Donald and Childish Gambino, but you still don't know if it's going to work or not work. Okay. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> Let's be nice. The, these are, uh, our, our interns are the ones that gather these. Yeah, but where are they getting bra- from? And they're brand new. No, that's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah. We okay. just, just want to make sure that we're getting them c- clear. Marissa? Yeah. Uh, our intern, Gina, is, uh, she had COVID last week, so she was doing these from home. So oh! Editing equipment probably gave us this quality. She was clip. sick, Preston. Uh, Don't you feel bad now? I, do. <laughs> I didn't say anything. She is in Studio R working on next week's clips right now. Okay. And they will be lovely. All they will right. sound great. Kathy, right. shame on you. Very good. <laughs> me? What the hell did I do? Kathy, she was sick. I'm using, the, I'm using the Bill Weston crisis management system. Uh, yeah. Speed up on Kathy. Kathy. Unbelievable. <laughs> You were laughing hardest. <laughs> you know, and, Kath, you had a really tough news director back in the day. I thought you, of all people, would go a little bit easier on her. Wait, all right, Marissa's what? waving at me, and I don't know what that is. What, she uh, just likes you? Oh, What's she just you? wants you to talk to her. I, I, I just realized that I had said something because Kathy called me out. Um, our intern did not have COVID. She was just quarantining. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. gotcha. I feel like that's like a really big thing right now to, to misappropriate. I Wait, hold on. I need to go back to Casey. What are you talking about? I don't, with I, the news I was just trying. I don't know. <laughs> no, but what, who are you talking about? What did you say? I she had a really tough news director back yeah, in the day? Yeah, so I figured maybe you'd be a little bit nicer but with our interns. who are you talking about? Oh, that guy, the news director. The oh, at uh, NBC 10. Yeah. yeah, everybody hated that guy. Who was he? No, I, well, I, I, I didn't hate him. him. He gave me, his, he gave me yeah. my job, Steve Schwade. That was his name. Everybody I didn't hate him at all. No, we, we, didn't, we didn't know him, but... Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't hate him at all. He was tough, but I didn't hate him at all. He was yeah. the first uh, manager to say the F word to me at work, and I was like, oh, we do this in this industry. Okay. Would, would, <laughs> would he... You say he turned you into the journalist you are today? <laughs> no, but he gave me my job. He was the guy that right. I stalked for right. months... And finally, when I went into his office, he was like, ah, oh, the girl who emails me every other week. Belarus hated him. That's what <laughs> that's it was. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. He Is was he tough. still over there? 
No, no. God, he's okay. been gone for years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, well, this has been uh, local news chat. Yes. Uh, Atlanta season four will be available for streaming on Hulu tomorrow, by the way. All right, and there you go. That's my entertainment report for today. We have a lot of people on the program today. And we are, we are, uh, we're all over the map as far as who we're going to be speaking to. Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson yes. will be joining us uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Adam Ferrara will join us. Around, will be joining us around 9. And then porn star Maitland Ward around 9.30. Formerly of Boy Meets World. Yep, yep. And she has uh, gotten into the uh, porn industry and become very successful there. And she's very proud of that. Yeah. So we'll talk to her later on. Uh, our friends from the Burger Brawl are stopping by as well today. And I, or Do we have giveaways along with that? It says a meet and eat. All right, so we'll do some uh, giveaways in conjunction with their appearance. So hang out. We'll be back in just a moment. The energy, emotion, and epic concert experience that unfolded in Wembley Stadium earlier this month. It's times like these to give and give. Will now be transported to the more intimate Kia Forum Arena in Inglewood, California for part two of the Taylor Hawkins Tribute Concert. The good news? WMMR has two great seats for the show to give away. The bad news? Travel is up to you. So especially for our California area podcasters and streamers, we encourage you to enter now at WMMR.com. Heck, paying your friends on the West Coast and have them enter too. The contest is open to all and we just want to review after the show. See the Taylor Hawkins Tribute Concert from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks coast to coast. Real quick, uh, Nick, you said last night was one of the best uh, Pearl Jam shows in Camden you've ever seen. Yeah, they hadn't played Camden since 2008, and uh, they've, been, wow. they, you know, they've been at the Spectrum a few times, and uh, and then the Wells Fargo Center a few times as well, but uh, in my mind, this was the best show they've ever had in Camden, and I was I was expecting a little bit of a letdown, because I went and saw them at Madison Square Garden on September 11th, and I thought, you know, maybe that would just be a, a, an amazing Dynamite show, and it was. But so was last night. They they brought it to Philly. It was such a great energy. It was a beautiful night for a show. I really had a great time. So you you see them whenever you get a chance. Casey sees fish whenever he gets a chance. Have you ever left a show and gone, mm, that one wasn't so good? Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, especially festival shows, you know, if they're not the only band in the lineup. I saw them, uh, they did this thing called uh, Global Citizen a few years ago in Central Park in New York. And it just wasn't a great show, you okay. know, and it's it happens. Um, and I think the venue had something to do with it. But last night, it just it was perfect. I have not seen the lawn that crowded at that building in Camden in uh, maybe ever. Did they oversell? I heard some rumors that they oversold last yesterday, um, Case. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the traffic getting in was brutal. What, did the, guy, what did the guy on your shoulder say? Yeah. <laughs> no, I heard, um, did they not go on until late because they, of people? They delayed their start because people were having a hard time getting in because oh, traffic man. was so bad getting in there. I, I actually lucked out getting out. It wasn't too bad. I hope other people didn't get stuck there forever. But getting home wasn't wasn't so bad. But getting in was a, a real challenge. I was telling Steve, we were talking off air because you had mentioned that the, the traffic getting in... Uh, uh, was tough. I, I I hate it. It's one of the reasons that I don't go to events that often, uh, because I just hate. We went to the Union game uh, last weekend, and even that traffic was very manageable. But I'm still sitting there gripping the wheel, just going, "Get this over yeah. with, get it over." And I think now I just had, I had a bit of an epiphany. I'm going to start getting to a venue like an hour early. Yeah. 
and because I'm going to leave early too, I don't like the traffic after the event is over. It can kind of kill the night. I started doing that for. I think I'm. I, I think I'm going to start getting there early and leaving early. Yeah, it makes a difference. And just not deal with it and enjoy what of the show I get a chance to see. I, I and I said to you, fifty percent of my enjoyment of the evening is predicated on how things went, getting there and getting yeah. set. Because you know, I always like to be early. And then sometimes you're there and you're sitting and you're like, oh my, you look at the clock and the show's going to stop up. Oh, and then it just kills everything. Well, yeah. I have a friend who they swear by staying until the parking lot clears out. I don't they, like and, that. But they said that it, it clears out a lot quicker than you would think. Yeah. If you give it, let's say the, let's say the game's over at 930 uh, and by, by 10, 10, 15, parking lot is completely empty. And you just zip right out of there. So if you have like forty five minutes, it's just kind of like chill. And we never. It's hard though. You know? We don't. We're trying yeah, to get home because we get up so early, yeah. and it's a, it's a different animal. But yeah. on like a Friday or Saturday night, you know. Yeah, I've used uh, Xfinity Live for that purpose, uh-huh. uh, you know, for sporting events. Um, but Preston, I've like I went to a few Sixers games with my son last season, and I got there at like six. And it made it better. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. you, you can watch, watch the shoot around, you know, yep. get down the, and you're not fighting the, as much traffic to get in. And it's just, it's less stressful. I was, <laughs> I felt like you were talking about with the union. I felt really stressed getting in there last night and I just wanted to get there and park so that I have, could have a good time. It took away from the beginning of me having a good time. Yeah. And then eventually it was fine and I, it was, it was fantastic. You know what I do works so great. I just don't go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She does, yeah. 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 A lot of times that'll be Watch part of it on TV. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, if it's I, available on TV. Somebody will get it on their phone. You can watch a bit on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I got an invitation for something. Uh, it was like a press release and an invite to a media night. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I'm scrolling down. It was like, uh, in Center City. I was like, no, nope. thank you. <laughs> Decline. Yeah. Marissa thinks we hate going into the city because we say we stuff do. like that. No, it's the traffic. Oh, I, it's I the, do. It, no, I mean, I, I like being uh, at, at the events in the city. It's cool. Yeah. The only thing is getting in and out. That's, that is that's, it. That's just the part of it that I can't stand. So. But you can get it. If you find a good parking garage, no. it'll cost you 50 bucks a month. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, there's a, uh article that came out, and we always talk about this every year. I love this conversation. Uh, voting is open now for the National Toy Hall of Fame. And they always have a a, uh, a roster of uh, of toys to choose from that you can vote on. As an adult man, I just don't understand the fascination with toys. No, uh, of course you don't. <laughs> uh, so I'll run down the the finalist for you, and you have until September twenty first uh, to vote. Uh, and the toys, and some of these are games, by the way. Uh, bingo is on the list. Uh, bingo's a game that I've actually had fun playing. You know, I'm I despise board it's games in general. It's not even really a board. I know. Game, yeah. I was just probably going <laughs> to say it's like that. a card game, but it is kind of fun. So when I'm in a retirement home, I'm going to be all set. I've been calling Bingo for the last I feel like uh, seven years, and he never picks up. No, no, no. I'm doing it for designer bag bingo at the kids' schools oh. and stuff like that, and and so I've been calling it. Um, it's way more fun to play than it is to call. Yes, uh, Casey, I have only done, I've done a couple of bingo events, and the last one I did uh, was at Souderton High School. But what I didn't know is that sometimes they will bus in veteran bingo players. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like elder, elderly people, yeah. They'll, they'll bring them in from, from a retirement home or something like that. And those people don't mess around no, they're when it comes blood. to bingo. And... <laughs> You better call it the way they like it. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, they will let you know 
you're going too fast, you're going too slow, you're too loud, you're too soft. I mean, they really will pick at the bingo caller. You're right. When they do them like at state fairs and they have those huge ones, yeah. uh, they, sometimes there have been brawls Yes, because people get that incensed. Yep. Uh, Case, have you had uh Well, so I, I, learned, I learned after the first one, and so now what I do when I call bingo, I like to have it my own... Um, Bingo cards? No, 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 no. <laughs> I have my own bingo cards with me, and I play along, oh. and that gives me the the pacing and the timing that I need. Oh, that's you smart. Know I mean? That's yeah. a good. That's idea. very smart. Yeah. Okay, uh, so bingo is one of the uh, the toys on the list. Also, a briar horses. Does anybody know what that is? Yes, they're uh, yeah. um, they're basically the American Girl doll equivalent of oh, yes. horses. So, do the uh, briars makes the yes. uh, carolers? You know those like. <laughs> You know the uh, they they have that, like, the, like that serious radiation. Yeah, the face. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they are. They are all like that. They are all like that. Yeah, is that the sorry. same maker? I'm sorry. Yeah. Look at the camera. Well, because they're all like like you know yeah. their hands at the side and they're yeah. in case they don't have. Yeah. They don't have hands. They have flippers. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. They like, have flippers. Like, yeah, like, they're like the penguin. It it is not. It is not. Okay. No, All that right. is <laughs> Byers. 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 And ah. this is a Briar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Briar horses. Okay, uh, so, yep, I know these ones. I know exactly what they're talking about. I think and I had one as a kid. Did you really? I, they, I assume they've been around for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, they just pulled up the Briar <laughs> pair of ones. Casey is accurate. Casey is very accurate. All right, so, yes. And uh, a lot of uh, girls will collect those briar horses and uh, and keep them. So that's... And some boys. And some boys, And some too. boys. Yeah. Little bald boy in East North Pole. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have them, Nick? What? Did you have them? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure I, I, I had them as well. I don't well, remember yeah. them being a Steve favorite. had them, too. I had them. A horse is not a... a Gender I, well, I, also, gender I had toy. a Wild West guy who, um, I forget what it is. It was basically the Wild West, uh, a competing company did like a gun, gunslinger G.I. Joe style thing. Yeah. And so I needed a horse for the guy. But well, these, the, these horses are, nor- they're not like My Little Ponies. No. They're pink and purple. But the point is, I think all girls go through a pony phase at some point. And some boys. In their yeah. lives. <laughs> and, and some boys. Yes, but I'm saying all girls. He said pony, not brony. <laughs> Steve, when I was a kid, uh, one of my favorite movies, like for I don't know, three or four years, was Black Stallion. Oh, it's great! And uh, so I went through a horsey phase. Yeah, and uh, that prob- that's probably when I started collecting these briars. Um, but yeah, you I, still I, have them? Uh, I doubt it. No, I'm sure my mom threw them away. <laughs> uh, also, in this list of the Toy Hall of Fames is uh, Settlers of Catan. The game, oh, you guys are huge which fans. I've played in a while. My family and I, yeah, we play this game. Yeah, we we take little breaks now because yeah. there was a, a stretch where we were playing like every other day. Wait, wait a second. How long has this game been around? I know. I, I just learned about it late, within the last two years. Um, Nick, pull that information up because it has been around for longer than you realize, but it's a great board game. It's a lot of fun and uh, you can get into fights with people. Oh my God, yeah. When you play it. It gets brutal. Uh, 95. 
1995, yeah. Wow, 1995. Okay, I thought it was around uh, longer than that, but I guess not. But apparently it's so popular that it's uh, added to this list. So. Yeah, Steve, there's so much like backstabbing that can happen and certain <sighs> these alliances are formed. And... Yeah, that would, that's, that would <laughs> detract from me. I know some people love that, but I'm like, no! Well, you wouldn't like it either too, Steve, I guess, because just figuring out the gameplay, which I thought was fairly easy, but I was at an appearance, I forgot where it was, <laughs> and a listener was there and he goes, man, we bought that game, Catan, because you talked about it on the air. We tried to play it. We couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and I said, well, here's what you got to do. You need to go to YouTube yeah. and, and watch a video of, you know, Catan basics. You know who and they'll show you how to do it. Who does a great Catan video is uh, Will Wheaton. Oh, really? Yeah. Will, Will, Wheaton? Will Wheaton. Yeah, he's, oh, a big, he's a big Catan fan. And okay. uh, so I think maybe you suggested I, I look on YouTube as well, Preston. And he does, he's got a few where he talks about how to play the game, strategy and everything. Yep, I highly recommend that. Uh, Light Bright is also. Oh, I loved uh, that. Me too. I did too. Yeah. That was loved one of my favorite. So that's been around. So I got mine. It was eighteen eighty nine when <laughs> I was a kid. And, definitely, and, uh, definitely since the sixties because I had it since I was a baby. I when think. you first did your first like light drawing and then shut the lights off. It was so cool. Yeah. Uh, it used to give me a headache though. I couldn't play it too long. Were you eating the pieces? No, no. like looking at the light. <laughs> It just, it would oh. give me a headache, so I couldn't play it too long. And was it the one, did it have, um, like, the paper that went over it? Yes. Wasn't yes. that initially what, okay. Black yep. paper, you punctured. Now, they have micro-sized light, bright pegs for pegging. And, Preston, the, people have done elaborate artwork. Yeah, I'm sure. It's just amazing. They yeah. used it in uh, Stranger Things this year. This yes, season. you're right. It was a, it was it was a, a pivotal to... point. Yeah, yeah they, communication they, tool. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Light, bright, making things with light. What a sight, making things with light bright. Wow. No, ours is light bright, light bright. Turn on the color with magic light. You guys remember oh, that? Wow. Yes. No. That was the 80s version. Changed over the years. No kidding. No, I yeah. remember the classic jingle. The most recent one was, lately I remember lights that were so bright. <laughs> it was a harmless little toy. Now Casey's singing like the dolls would sing it. <laughs> all right, turn, turn, turn. <laughs> oh, look at, oh, I loved this. How did that, the, the updated jingle go? Light, bright, updated. light, bright. Yeah. Turn on the color with magic light. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Marissa, can you see if you can find those? Uh, the old and the new? That'd be great. Updated Remember? as in the 80s. Right, yeah, yeah. We, okay. Remember at, uh, at Y100, they... The classic rock version. <laughs> yeah. Not what? the oldies. We were weaned on yeah, the we OG. Yeah, we were weaned on the OG. Yeah. Do you remember the light bright in the basement of uh, Y100 Media that had uh, the Y100? Uh, no. Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, because yeah. I made it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some record company, like, sent a light bright for... Look what I did! ...promotional yeah. item. And, uh, yeah, and then so I sat in the basement. I'm like, ooh, and I, you know, did my You did that? Yeah. I thought they sent that already done as a no. promotional thing. Well, okay. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, another one that you can vote for for the Toy Hall of Fame is uh, the Nerf Toys. Oh, man. It, it says Nerf Toys. It doesn't say, so the, So I guess that's an overall, like, umbrella term. But I think the I Nerf Ball's already in. Yeah. You would ha- is Nerf? the Nerf, the original Nerf Ball in? Uh, Nick, yeah. if you could check. Yeah. Uh, Preston, that. When the Nerf ball, again, I go way back. It was a game changer. It yeah. was a game changer because you always got tr- in trouble playing ball in the house. I mean, Mom always said, right. don't play ball right. in the house. Right, and she was right. Yeah. And with the Nerf ball, yep. 
you, you can, can throw it yeah. right at somebody's face, right, full yeah. force. So and Steve, you, it got nominated in 2017, but did not make it in. Uh, wow. Okay. We um. The original Nerf ball was blue. Do you remember that? No. No. I only remember the orange one. I just I don't think Nerf has ever really made a great football. Um, we always had them, and they were fine. There's still, by the way, the Nerf football, throwing it in a house is still going to be problematic. Oh, it's, yeah. it's not like it's fully Nerfitized. Yeah. Um, it has an outer shell. Where I found the most pleasure out of Nerf... Uh, Nerf flashlight. No. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. it's nice and squishy, but... Uh, no, it was in in the swimming pool is is where I found oh, the yeah. most fun with a Nerf football because it would get a little weight to it. Ah, um, and also the Nerf ball itself, you could fill that thing with water, and then it became <laughs> a bit of a weapon, which was fun. Well, and then the Nerf we, weapons. We would play uh, a game that God, I loved it as a kid. Uh, we called it gutter ball in the swimming pool because back then swimming pools had this little gutter thing yes. that would run around it. And you, it, we would be at opposite ends of the pool, and you would try to get it into the gutter at the other end. And man, did we have fun! I, I mean, it's essentially beer pong. You know, that's that's what you're trying to do. You're just trying to throw. But you had a defender, yeah. though. Oh, you had a defender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so there was a. A little bit more to it. You see that scar right there on the top of my foot there, Preston? I do. That's from Nerf basketball in my what? bedroom. Yeah, my brother fouled me, dude. I had a clear basket. I mean, clear layup uh, through the doorway, and my brother pushed me from behind, and I went... That flying. scar? Yeah. And that then, looks like you had stitches. I, I probably he should probably have. Should. Yeah. I, Preston, I didn't, but... Show him your tattoo from the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to be drinking in order to show that. But, but I had a... You know, like the... the uh, never mind. It's not that big of a deal. I cut my foot. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, we, uh, we uh, had... startling revelations starting on the Preston <laughs> on the Preston and Sue show. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you. All right. Apparently, we've had the argument about the light break jingles like recently, oh. and I don't remember it at all. No, but no, I do remember. Uh, I, do you? I, okay. Yes, uh, because uh, we were probably it's been nominated before, correct? Yes. The light, light. Yeah. But sure. we talked yeah. about light break not that long Loop ago, root. and we we talked about <laughs> the jingles. Are, are more than one? Well, people let's saying that more than one people are saying okay. that. All right. But people's are peoples, guys. <laughs> All right, hang on. Oh, wait, okay. We have the jingles. Were they already in here? Yeah. Yeah, but oh. you know what? All right, 70s, 80s. Yeah, we t- we only talked about a little over a year ago, guys. Yeah. <laughs> June 23rd, 2021. All right. All right, here's go. the 70s jingle. Right. The toy that lets you create beautiful pictures with... Okay. All right. Uh, then the 80s. Let's have that one. All right. Aww. Does anybody? Let's mommy and daddy get it down at night. Shining <laughs> friends, shining bright, make a sign to say goodnight. Just pop in the colored pegs and follow the patterns. It's easy and to just make start your favorite pegging. pictures and characters. And just start pegging. All right. Uh, besides those, uh, also up for the Toy Hall of Fame, Masters of the Universe. Yeah, uh, baby. I loved my my He Man figures. I had He Man. I had Mechanek. You guys remember Mechanek? No, it was Mechanek. Prince Adam. His accountant. Yeah. <laughs> now Mechanek's neck would go up. Oh yeah. No, that's uh, cool. I, well, I actually I was I was past the I was aware of Masters of the Universe. I was I was aware of uh, the movie and 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 they actually sent out when the toys were huge. Uh, I was working at a mall and what they sent. You know, what a stupid name, though. He-Man. I know. I know. <laughs> He-Man. Yeah. He-Man was what you... 
like uh, in, in ads for the, the guy getting sand kicked in his face yeah. at the beach, you know, for like Charles Atlas or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it was, hey, I want to be a He-Man. A He-Man. Well, yeah. the funny thing is, is, is Prince Adam, Nick, if you recall, it's not like he was like this little waifish guy. Like, hey, you know, no, yeah. he was built. He was a I mean, he is, you know, and then he he man just got tan. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was it. He, he lost some clothes and showed his muscles, and they had a sword, and that was it. But so like, he would say he would raise his by sword the and say, "By the power of Grayskull," and then after that, he would say, "I have the power." Right? Yes. It okay. was the power of Grayskull, a Beatrice Corporation. <laughs> What was his cat's name? Because the cat changed too. And that was uh, oh gosh, tiger uh, battle something? battle cat battle cat battle cat. Yeah. But I forget the the but the cat even the cat was like <laughs> he was like a little well the cat was like a almost like a, a tiger cub yeah right? Right. and then it would turn into this thing he could the ride with, with yeah. armor yeah, yeah. Oh, what was the name of that stupid little ghost. Uh, Orko? Orko, that's his name. That yeah. Snar- wow. Who, who yeah. did Snar- Snar- That's that's Thundercats. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, uh, I was uh, yeah I was. Young enough for Masters of the Universe, I was a fan of that when I was uh, a kid. But I also saw how uh, goofy, um, what what was his name? The uh, the the, the arch enemy. Oh, oh Skeletor! Um, you know, Kevin Smith got into big trouble. He 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 redid this. He did the series. I thought he did a good job. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, you know, it was it was nostalgic in the way it needed to be nostalgic. But people are very. Uh, very uh, protective yes. of their He-Man universe. All right. Also up this year is a pinata uh, for the Toy Hall of Fame. They always put the, the classic ones in there, the ones that were pre, uh, yeah. you know, before they were owned. I never had a pinata for my birthday. No. We had them quite a bit. Did you? Yeah. Oh, the, every year. That, really? That was like the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the exciting part of, of the of the of the party. Of the party. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. best part of the piñata is just the videos of people getting clocked in the, the face. Nuts. Yeah, yep. in the nuts. Yep, it ha- all you got to do is do a quick search and there are loads of piñata. It's supposed to be videos. a stick that you use. Yeah. A lot of times they'll give the kid a bat. <laughs> it's a big mistake. <laughs> now they have them if you want to avoid the bat. Yes, yeah. the, the string you, you pull. pull. They have like different strings so and you pull them. It's so boring. Oh, I agree. <laughs> uh, Marissa does a piñata thing. Every uh, <laughs> Eagles home game, and they fill it with booze. Oh yeah! Are we watching videos of people getting clocked? Yeah, yeah it's with, the best. By pinatas. Now the way it's supposed to work is like we're watching this video. Is you're supposed to move it up and down. Yes. And there's a, there's a rope, and and you try to uh, actually actively <laughs> keep them from hitting. Right. Yeah. But at kids' parties, it's like you don't move it. You, each one steps up. You don't even blindfold them. You just step up, take a swing. All right. All right. Nah, that's good. All right, next one. Come yeah. on, let's get this over as quickly as we can. All right, so this is what I want somebody to do, please, and take video of it. Uh, blindfold somebody, uh, have them think that they're about to hit a pinata, and then have the entire party leave. That's a good they, idea. They've yeah. done where they yeah. just removed the pinata, and, and everyone's just sitting there. Wondering. No, no, yeah. everybody leaves. Just leave the entire just have party. Person just swinging. Have music back. playing so they won't know. They won't hear everyone walking away. My That's a good aunt, idea. My aunt uh, didn't know when she got the pinata. This was years ago, obviously. Uh, didn't know that you had to stuff it with candy. She thought it came oh with God. candy, so all the kids were hitting it. Broke open and all it was was like confetti, and she was like, "Oh my god, that's funny." It was chicken cutlets. All right. Also up for your consideration for the Toy Hall of Fame is Phase Ten. That's when your diarrhea is absolutely <laughs> yeah unavoidable. I don't, I don't know what Phase what Ten is. is. I'm not familiar with Phase Ten either. Mm. Okay, Nick will. 
<laughs> is diarrhea considered a kid's game? It looks like oh, Uno. A, yeah, it does. Card it's a card game. And it, oh. look, it looks exactly like Uno. It's got skips in there and How wild are they cards. Able to do that? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, it was the second best-selling commercial card game behind Uno. And okay. Monopoly. Yeah, it looks like Uno. <laughs> Created in 1982 by Kenneth Johnson and sold by Mattel. Wow, it that looks does exactly look exactly like. like Uno. Wow, okay. Phase 10. Uh, pound Puppies. Yes. I loved them. Loved. Like, had so many of them. Had the little dog house, had the dog carrier, had Aww. the little ho- the dog house. Oh, my God, I loved them. How did you not end up with a dog as a kid? Um, they did, they, and then uh, didn't they... we? We remember we came home with a puppy, and my oh, aunt was that's like, right. "No, yeah." yeah. <laughs> you forget um, I had sex with Janice Joplin. Did pound puppies? Did they come pre-named or anything like that? Oh, or that's a good question. I think they did. I okay. think they they came with names. Oh, even the box they were in was great. Yeah, okay. I'm in a D team. So you'd probably vote for that one. All right. Um, here's one I don't remember. Racco. It's a, a doll with large breasts. Rack O. <laughs> Rack dash O. Not I'm, from Ayer. No, no, neither am I. I have no idea what that is. Nick will look that one up, too, because I need to find that out. It's a card game? It's a, yeah, another another card game that oh, none of us know about. Sequential matching card game with the objective of obtaining ten numbers in numerical order in one's hand. Oh, my God. I'd hate that. Score may be kept on a separate piece of paper based upon either a custom system or the system provided in the rule book. Racco mm. allows between two and four players. It's recommended for players ages eight and up. Racco. Released in 1956. Mm. Currently being produced by Winning Moves Games USA. So, I don't know. Steve, do you like any card games? Like poker or blackjack? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Um, yes, I do like... Um, what about rummy? No. Rummy's a great uh, game. I love Rummy. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, actually, Blackjack is probably my... I'm, okay. a, I'm a big... I can enjoy it. I can't Because it's, it's quick. It's yes. quick. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. fast. Uh, no, nah, there's there's loads of card games that uh, we've played throughout the years. I do love chess, though, oddly enough. Hmm. Oh. All right, and the last one on this list... Oh, no, there's two more. Uh, Spirograph. Oh, I love Spirograph. <laughs> yep, we loved that when I was a kid. The different gears with inside... And you... It, it, um, Take a pen. And they gave you multicolored pens, did they not? Yep, exactly. And uh, you could make all kinds of cool little patterns. Yeah. Um, That and something that kind of ties along to that, and I don't remember what this was called, but uh, essentially it was like you take a a piece of, it wasn't canvas, but like cardboard or whatever it may be, and it was on a spinning uh, plate. And you would drop yes. paint on it. Uh, oh, I love that. You had like squirt tubes with, yeah, with paint. Squirt yes. tubes with very paint. Jackson Pollock like. And it would uh, it would create these crazy patterns. There's yeah. a guy that who reminds had... me of, of Spirograph a little bit. I saw a video of a guy who has a, a painter, Preston, who has a full studio that is basically large cans of pa- paint hanging yeah. on ropes and does swings them out over large canvases and he's okay. his art is very much uh, in demand. Marissa walked away I was going to ask her there's like uh, there's some some sort of event you can do where that's what you do you throw the paint. Okay Marissa. So that's called spin art. Oh, those were those little, to- those little oh, toys no. but Kathy this was yeah. um, splatter art. Oh splatter yeah, art. Yeah, they yeah. actually have rooms Preston where you can go in and you put on like a trash bag like like a, uh, and you just splatter all over each other. That's right. Like one of your school yeah. supplies. Yeah. Just splatter <laughs> all over each other. Splatter. We're splattering splatter. paint splatter. on each other. Is this fun? The compass, in a in a way, um, yeah. you know, served as a little bit of a spirograph type thing. You could do your little, little circles. Yeah, yeah. Marissa, when you weren't you paying attention. You don't think that'd be fun? Uh, like a paint no, but is it? You do it on the wall, no? I mean, I know you're going to get it on yourself, but you don't. The goal isn't to do it on the people, right? 
Well, the, have you seen the thing where they? It, it's a couples thing where the idea is you get naked and they they provide you like a twister sized canvas and you get put paint on different parts of your body and oh yeah, Marissa yeah. and I were going to do that today. <laughs> right. Shh, we were going to give it to him for Christmas, Kathy. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, this sounds like the the color runs that that yes. were yeah. all the rage for a little while. Look at us, we're getting powder all over us. <laughs> I liked those. I you get those when you eat. Uh, Various types of candy, right. color runs, and then one last story uh, or one last item uh, for uh, the Toy Hall of Fame is the top. Oh, like the classic oh, yeah. top. Yep. Do, you, do you remember they had a top that had a um, a built-in gyroscope, and you go, <laughs> it had a, a gear in it, and it would spin like forever. Yeah, and just stay upright. Yeah. yeah. And what was the there was there was a gyroscope toy as well uh, that. Uh, uh, that was uh, all the rage back in the like 1970s. I remember that had a string on it. You pull it, yes, and, yeah. You balance it on your finger, and it would like lean over to the side and stuff like that. But yeah, the classic child's top is also up for voting. So the National Toy Hall of Fame opened in 1998. There have been 77 toys that have been duct- inducted so far. Where is it again? Uh, that is a good question, and I do not know the answer to that, Steve. Uh, the 2022 inductees will be announced on November 10th. By the way, we have a ton of people on the phone lines who say that Phase 10 is one of the best card games they've ever really? played. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go to the first caller in because that's all we have time for. We have to take a break because we've got a number of guests joining us. But let me go to uh, Steve. Hey, Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, bud. Uh, so uh, you've been playing Phase 10 for a long time? Yeah, it's one of it's one of our go to games. Uh, when I go to my like my parents' house, we'll sit and play. It's like a good three person game you can play. You don't have to have uh, partners or anything. Is it similar to to Uno? Because it looks I, almost identical. Uh, it's similar, uh, it, but you're going through like phases. Like the first phase, you'll have to get two three of a kind, and you'll have to get that to move on to the second phase, which will be like a three of a kind and a run of four, and then okay. you can get that to go to the next phase, next phase, and so on. How okay. long does an average game last? Uh, typically, I would say about probably about 35, 40 minutes. That's okay. Bad. All right. And interesting. All right, Steve. I'll check that out. Reminds me of a, of a card game we used to play, which is with a regular deck of cards called Continental. And it was an advancing game like that. Like each phase had a different uh, uh-huh. uh, thing you had to achieve. So interesting. Huh. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, you can search the National Toy Hall of Fame if you would like to vote for your favorite toy. They're taking votes uh, up until the 21st. So uh, make your voice be heard. If you noise. Want to. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We have a lot going on. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the program. Adam Ferrara. We'll be checking in, and porn star Maitland Ward, former actress, now adult actress, yes, uh, will be joining us. And we got Burger Brawl peeps stopping by today with some giveaways, too, so hang in there. We'll be back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, concerning the uh, Casey's Big Adventure, I got a text that says, is Casey live streaming uh, the whole time? 
Not the whole time, but you will be doing some live uh, stuff video, weren't you, Case? Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to, all that stuff, we're just going to ha- sort of have to play it by ear. Um, and We'll be uh, equipped to do it. And we will be equipped to do it. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's not going to be the entire time, but when uh, when the mood strikes me right, uh, yeah, I will I will go live. Um, it'll be from, you know, my social media handles, maybe the station's social media handles. Uh, but and yeah, off, off showtime, f- during the show... We're going to check in, Preston and, and Nick and, and anyone else who wants to do it. I can, um, you know, check in with you guys. We'll do some live streaming on YouTube and yeah. Instagram and and, uh, and obviously on the on the show's accounts as well, just to see where you are. Yeah. A lot of times you're just going to be in a vehicle on a main thoroughfare. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I want this to be as interactive as possible, and it yeah. didn't dawn on me until yesterday that I, we, I'm sorry, are essentially driving across the country in four days. Yeah. Because we're going to be in Palm Springs by Thursday, which is only two hours east <laughs> of <laughs> the Pacific Ocean. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's, it's, you're not going to be get to see a lot. You're, you're, you're going to be driving <laughs> We're going to see a whole bunch. We're just not going to yeah. be able to stop a lot unless yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie has to go to the bathroom. I know it's not ideal for you, yeah. but nonetheless, we're going to do that. All right. Uh, real quick, we got to move along because we got a guest coming up. But I want to thank uh, Chef Levy for stopping by this morning mm. for Moonshine. Dear God. Uh, I Yeah, I just ate the burger because they're part of the, uh, the Philly Burger Brawl. In fact, uh, they've been... Been competing in Burger Brawl for over five years now. Uh, and uh, the chef brought in a fantastic burger. It's inspired by their famous French onion soup. That's what it is. That's what it yes. is. And, yeah. But just the burger itself, yeah. the, the beef was fantastic. So I, I think that's a big part of, uh, oh, of yeah. making a great burger. Um, so uh, we thank uh, uh, Chef Levy for stopping by. Uh, they've reinvented uh, Moonshine Brunch, and uh, they serve that Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 3. I'll mention this stuff again later on, but Burger Brawl is coming up Sunday, October 23rd uh, from noon to 3 at Xfinity Live. And today is the last day for the Early Bird Ticket Special. Go to phillyburgerbrawl.com uh, to do that. We'll give away some tickets before the show is up for that. All right, let's do the B5. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents comedian Jay Moore coming Saturday, October 8th. Tickets on sale live, uh, say, yeah, on sale at livecasinophilly.com. Must be 21 or older gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Urologist Dr. Stephen uh, Christopher Yang got creative after a power outage at his clinic in Austin, Texas, causing him to use energy from his electric vehicle to do the job. Wow. The Good patient... Boy. The patient had taken time off work for a simple sterilization procedure. Oh, so, boy. So a vasectomy. Yeah. And didn't want to reschedule his appointment at Yang's Clinic, uh, which is the North Austin Urology Clinic. A staff member joked that the surgeon's electric car would work to power the simple electrocautery tool needed for the procedure. The medical team asked the patient if he would be okay with the surgery being performed with energy from the battery on Yang's four-month-old Rivian R1T pickup truck. And when he agreed, Yang found an extension cord that was long enough to run from the parking lot into the clinic, plugged it into one of the truck's 110-volt and 12-volt outlets, and powered the cautery device, and they did the procedure using his vehicle. I understand there was an issue halfway through, so what they did is they opted to just drive over his penis. Oh, okay. And and, uh, that worked as well. Uh, After a successful procedure with the portable energy source, Yang said, I performed what is likely the world's first Rivian-powered vasectomy today. Isn't there an F-150 commercial where the, uh, the powerhouse... 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't the, seen the that. Battery power, yeah. Uh, in addition to the cautery tool, the truck battery also powered a small electric fan to keep the room cool after the air conditioning went out. Uh, the procedure and last, a light bright. lasted about 15 to 20 minutes, <laughs> short enough for the truck battery uh, uh, short enough for the truck battery that was able to do the job. So they actually did it. A man hurled, allegedly hurled a bomb at a car Whoa. that was parked during a funeral and fired shots at police as they pursued him. Video footage shows a Lexus at a cemetery in Auburn, Washington on fire after a bomber wearing a ski mask apparently threw an explosive at it. Uh, the device created an immense fire, destroying the victim's vehicle and surrounding trees. The explosion was so powerful that several trees at the cemetery appeared uprooted. Holy oh, hell. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? What was the... What, was it just something this person wanted to do, or was there some sort of vendetta? Or? They have no idea. As police chased the suspect in the vehicle, occupants inside fired shots at them. Uh, City of Auburn employees followed the suspect's vehicle as it fled the area. The police department wrote uh, the, suspected, the suspect vehicle's passenger then shot several rounds at the employees as they followed. Uh, no one was injured in the incident. Witnesses, witnesses reported that the assailant was in a black sedan that could have been an Acura RL. Uh, the vehicle had no license plates, and the suspect was described as a tall man wearing a full black ski mask. Uh, the motive behind the bombing of the attack, uh, behind the bombing bombing and attack has not yet been determined. God. And uh, they have not found this person. They need to find this person. Yes, yeah, they've yeah. a bomb at a car. Anyone with information is urged to call the police Oof. department. A man is facing charges after being caught having relations with a dog oh, in God. Minersville, wherever that is. Uh, police were called to a home for a report of a man identified as Andrew Lengel who was found with the dog. An investigation found that the... You owner, like it rough. That the owner of the dog asked Lingle to come to their house to watch her baby. Uh, While Lingle was at the home, the nanny cam caught uh, the man doing this with the family dog in the living room of the home. Come on. When police questioned Lingle, he stated, I don't know what I was doing. How can you do that when the cat was right there? Oh, my God. <laughs> They charge Lingle with uh, cruelty to animals, so yes. yeah, one of those. Oh, my God. Subhuman. Yeah. Uh, the other day, Holly Brown was out in her backyard in Canada where her seven chickens forage and graze when something unusual caught her eye. There, nestled in the grass near the chicken's coop, was a round object she had never seen before. She I said, was just taking a nap. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was Jean <laughs> passed out in her backyard. <laughs> She said, at first I thought it was a ball that the dog found, but when I uh, picked it up, I realized, to my surprise, it was an egg. And evidently, that day, one of Brown's hens had departed from producing a typical egg-shaped egg, laying a nearly perfectly round egg instead. Wow. And it was unlike anything Brown had seen. She decided, It's a complete mind-blower. Uh, she decided to post about the egg on social media, and that's how she discovered just how special... That gift from her chicken really was a friend. It was uh, a special egg. A friend of Brown's cited another story of a woman who found a round egg and later sold it for hundreds of dollars. Reports at one time, uh, at the time, referred to the odds of finding a round egg as one in a billion. Wow. It was like a billion. And It'd be my honor to sit on it until it hatches. Uh, not an official figure, but likely a safe indicator of round eggs rarity. We have a picture of it. It it's, looks like a large pearl. Yeah. Uh, Brown, meanwhile, said she has no plans to part with her prized round egg. Uh, she's going to keep it as a conversation piece. 
as a special gift from her cherished birds. After all, to Brown, her hens are more than just egg layers. They're lovers. Uh, she said, I regard my chickens as pets. Watching wow. their antics every day is entertaining, she said. The people wow. who have the chickens as pets, they, they all are surprised at how much they love them as just regular pets and not egg generators. Yep. One last story. San Antonio police arrested a man wanted without standing warrants uh, after he was found shot in the buttocks. <laughs> Officers responded to a shooting. When they arrived, they found 31, a 31-year-old man with a single gunshot wound to the buttocks. Based on witness statements, determined that the man had fired shots in the air and accidentally shot himself. Oh, Jesus. The man was transported to an area hospital for treatment on a... On the Jetsons vehicle. On the Jetsons yeah, yeah, yeah. car. It was uh, just a story from the future that you've gotten. Uh, in stable condition and has been placed under arrest for outstanding warrants. And we're going to wrap it up there. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you now. Uh, Casey, you had some tickets for me to give away. I think now would oh, be a good time yes. to do that. Perfect. Uh, so there's a show, and it is on Friday. It's um, Patty Smith. Oh, wow. And the War on Drugs are playing a show together. That's an awesome. interesting bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, which is the Camden uh, yeah. uh, place. <laughs> uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. We'll take uh, caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you those tickets. How about that? We'll take a break. When we come back, our first interview of the morning, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. Got a new book out. We're going to talk to him. Stay with us. We'll be back shortly. Serves up the best burger in Philly. Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Brawl is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. Our next guest is going to be in our fair city for a show at the Kimmel Cultural Campus, the Kimmel Center, uh, September 23rd. And it is called An Astrophysicist Goes to the Movies Part Two. I love this. Please welcome one of our all-time favorite guests, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, this morning. Neil, good morning, sir. How are you? I like the fact that whoever is watching this rather than just listening, each of you has your name emblazoned on the boom of your microphone. Yes. Yeah. That was Preston's idea. He thought it had almost like the way you put thought into things, uh, he did as well. So, well, Were you guys stealing each other's microphones? And just, like, no, it's actually for the purpose. And so. It's so the guest knows uh, how to refer to us. Sometimes you come into a room and you have all these people and you mm. want to be polite. Oh, very good. And there you go. So, Hey, very Neil, we, we played the 2001 uh, music as we were leading. In. Do you have do you have a favorite space a theme piece of music? Because you're brought on all the time, and I'm sure that that people will use some music. To yeah, set I mean, the you know, there's, there's no substitute for 2001, but uh, you, I think Bowie's Space Oddity is <sighs> has got to be up there. Yeah. You know, uh, many people misname it as Major Tom or whatever, but yeah, Space Oddity, uh, that's a good one. But yeah, I think 2001 wins. Uh, well, well, also Sprach Zarathustra. Right, yeah, that's Zarathustra. Yeah, they, they uh, and 
I love this whole thing. We're all fans, obviously, of of all your work. But when you start talking movies, you're extra in our real house. Yep. <laughs> and I was reading something you uh, wrote, uh, and it concerned time travel, which is a common uh, theme in movies. Yeah, and yeah. you raised this notion that blew my mind, and I never thought about this before. So, like, uh, for example, in the classic uh, George Powell, uh, time, uh, the Time Machine, uh, Rod Taylor... If you travel, th- if you travel through time, it also has to be a space travel as well. Because if yes. you travel through time and go back, the Earth will have moved. You'll be in the vacuum of space. Correct? Uh, yes. Uh, D- uh, did you ever think about I that, Preston? Never thought about that. That's, mm-hmm. It has that's to involve time point. and travel. Correct. Mm-hmm. And space travel. Correct. Yeah. Because other, yeah, I mean, just think about it. Earth is moving pretty fast at a good clip in orbit around the Earth. Yeah. And if you just sit there and say, <laughs> "I'm going to go back an hour," um, yeah, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Plus, Earth is it's also rotating. Yeah. And the Sun, with all of its orbiting objects, it is dragging them with it in orbit around the center of the galaxy. Yeah. And the galaxy yes. is falling towards <laughs> another galaxy in the constellation Andromeda, all right, the Andromeda galaxy. So all this motion is happening, and you'll just be bare-assed in space. <laughs> with, you know, all include a space coordinate with your time machine. By the way, in, in Back to the Future, they kind of were okay about that, maybe just by accident, because they went. he went back exact in the original. He went back exactly 30 years. Okay. So... If you go back an exact year count, ah. then it, in terms of Earth's orbit, he's good. But the sun moving around the galaxy, he wouldn't be. But okay. you got you know, you can't, you can't require everything. <laughs> no, I know, and I assume you do a fair amount of. And I, I say this uh, with all these movies, and I, I love seeing your uh, take on the uh, the science and the efficacy of what's put forward in, in these various films. But you do have to allow for, you know, uh, certain things, and you sort of check your brains at the door on some aspects of it, but but to your your, uh, thinking, to this day, what movie, what movie stands head and shoulders above the rest as far as nailing the science? Okay, let me start first, which which one does worst? (laughs) Okay, Okay. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Armageddon. (laughs) <laughs> more laws of physics per minute okay. than any other movie ever made. It's a staggering piece of crap. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, just, no, it's entertaining. Uh-huh. It's funny. Yeah. It's got good relationships. It's got good stars. We like watching the stars. So, so I, I don't, I, I don't, I barely even comment on that there's a scene where there's an early wave of of of, uh meteors comet parts that are coming in before the big one comes right and just just as one little point one of them hits like grand central terminal in new york city goes through and destroys the clock in the middle of the waiting room i'm thinking the gps aim you know most of the earth is ocean right Uh, what kills me? Take out our monuments with yeah. these things, but uh, I would say uh, probably the most accurate is The Martian. I knew it. Ah. I knew it. I wrote down. I wrote down Andy Weir <laughs> yes. because yes, he Andy wrote Weir. the book. And- the book is phenomenal, by the way. And he handed me the highest compliment I've ever gotten. He said when he was writing that because he, he's also an engineer turned novelist. He was said when he was writing it, he said, "Hmm, 
I wonder what Tyson would tweet about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't want to be called out for getting anything wrong. I thought that was a I was, I was a little version of me on his shoulder. So, Neil, have you have you read uh, Project Hail Mary uh, from him yet? No, but I know of the storyline. Yes, and it, we chatted about that. That's a very intriguing, very sort of biological um, uh, concept that he's got going there. And they're going to make that into a movie. Ryan Gosling is going yeah, to well, star in that. Of course, yeah, and it is, sure. uh, I, I absolutely fell in love with that book. And I'm so glad because the science was some of the most intriguing, uh, the way it's explained, he does in a very, um, uh, a, a very, uh, approachable, a, a plain way that, that uh, us, that uh, we that don't have degrees can, uh, can follow along with. And uh, I can't wait for that to be a film as well. But even The Martian did take some some liberties as well, did it not? Yeah, there's one. It took one liberty. By the way, there's a Mark Twain quote, which I'll share with you. It's, first get your facts straight, then distort them at your leisure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I don't mind you going interesting places with your storytelling, provided you did a little homework. That's okay. all. Okay. That's, that's, that's it. I'm not nitpicking. That's all. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like I will. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> the um, so what was I saying with uh, the Martian? Um, one thing. The uh, one thing. Wait, wait, there, there was there was here. one thing. There was one thing in the Martian. You said that that oh, they no, took a little sorry, bit of liberty. Yeah. One thing. So here it is. So the reason why they left. Uh, Mark Watney, uh, Matt Damon behind, was a storm was kicking up. But, you know, Martian dust storms are famous, right? They can cloak the surface of the planet. And so, and they give them up for dead, and then they take off so that they don't topple over. All right. Pause. (laughs) The atmosphere of Mars is one one hundredth the thickness of Earth's atmosphere. So 100 mile an hour winds on Mars is like someone gently... <laughs> Not have rocked the spaceship. Uh, okay, right. So I told this to Andy, and he said, "Yeah, I know, but I needed some mechanism, so I'll give it to him because of how much other science he got right." Okay, uh, there's there's a film, and, and uh, if, if you don't mind, we can point out a couple and ask you a question about it. And, and I thought it was a pretty good movie, but they they really took some liberties with um, with motion. Uh, was the movie Gravity with uh, Sandra Bullock? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they did a lot of good stuff. Yes, and they did a lot. But then when I saw it, I saw a preview IMAX of it, and then I dropped fifteen tweets about it saying um, problems with Gravity or something. Yeah, <laughs> and I said so. A, a simple one, all right, is Sandra Bullock's bangs <laughs> always pointed downwards? No <laughs> <laughs> weightless. The first thing you notice about astronauts with loose hair is that their hair is just floating up. Yeah. And I thought, give me a little bang floating, okay? Uh-huh. Am I, maybe I'm being picky. I don't know. Um, and so, but there's some beautiful things done. There's a point where she tears up and the tear comes off her cheek. Yeah. And floats towards the camera. And you see her image inside the tweet. Uh, like a, the the I'm, I'm, I'm the, tear? the tear, yeah, because it's like a little bit of a lens, and no, so there's a lot of brilliant stuff that took place in it. But uh, but so when I criticized it, I criticized it because I cared about the movie. Mm. The movies I would never criticize because no, I'm not going there. Like Mars attacks, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
one B, okay? Yeah. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah, that's meant completely for just just to be digested as 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 popcorn fodder and, and you enjoy exactly. right, you enjoy it on that level. I wanted to ask you, because it was just on again, and I think it's an intriguing movie, uh, The uh, Arrival, uh, which is the uh, the alien encounter where they're trying to work on language between this species that is so yeah. absolutely remote and foreign to us. Yes. Is there is there a protocol, <laughs> I don't even know if this exists, for what if there is an encounter someday? And I, it, to me, to my line of thinking... You would probably be more inclined to want to have scientists there doing that than because they always send linguistics experts and things yeah, yeah. like that. So, so uh, correct. So I, I, I'm very familiar with the film, and it was an intriguing concept. Right. Okay. But I, I, I tweeted about this too. I said, you know, if I'm trying to talk to aliens, I probably wouldn't send a physicist and a linguist. I'd send an astrobiologist and a cryptographer. Okay. Then all the linguists beat, beat me on the head. I didn't realize how often is there ever a linguist in a movie. So I should have given them their time. And, you know, I should have let that one slide. You know, that was just, not that it was mean-spirited, but I should have really let that one go. But here, here's, a, here's a point. There's the, 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 the septipod, all right, uh, painting circular patterns on the window, and they're taking it and interpreting it. At no time do they ask themselves, um... Is this backwards? Uh. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. I mean, they don't ask themselves that. And I thought that would have been an interesting little thing to, because it's communicating through, you know, through ink, uh, ink squirts on a window. And it's looking in one direction, they're looking in the other with switches left and right. right. That never came up. Right, okay? right. And to, to a cryptographer, that would have come up. I'm just saying. Well, I don't mean it to be like that. <laughs> Star Trek, and, and, and I'm a massive science fiction nerd, and and the um, they they always seem to when they're looking to communicate, they're looking for the they, common um, recognition of sort of the immutable laws of the universe, or or, or carbon, or or you know mathematics, mathemat. Yeah, yeah. D- doesn't that seem the 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 better point of entry to communicate with? Completely, yeah. completely, <laughs> right? Okay, you know, if the aliens come here, then you know they're not going to be speaking Mandarin or English. You know, <laughs> right. they're going to if if they will, they should know that whatever language they want to communicate in, it's got to be something that applies across the universe, right? And it's not linked to some cultural evolution in the path in the movement of languages across Earth's surface by migratory early humans, right? So, what's universal? It'll be laws of physics. And mathematics. Mathematics itself, the language of the universe. <laughs> but what I want to add here is that every movie you've mentioned has been science fiction. I would say in my talk, the astrophysicist goes to the movie, the sequel, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because there's a whole other one. By that. But <laughs> yeah. In that talk, I would say two-thirds of the movies are not science fiction. Okay. What's interesting is that when someone makes, quote, a regular movie, and they put in some intriguing science. Here's one for you. Monsters, Inc. Okay. Okay. You say, well, where's the science in that? It was brilliant. Oh, my gosh. The monsters uh, work in a factory that creates doors. Doors, and it is the door of the closet of the kids' room that they're going to bust out and scare overnight. Mm -hmm. So all they have to do is open the closet door, and they show up in the kids' closet. This door is a four-dimensional portal through the space-time continuum. And this is exactly what 
what what um, Doctor Strange is doing. Uh-huh. Yes, Doctor Strange needs magic and sparkly hole <laughs> openings, right? And with the monsters just walk through the door. <laughs> this was completely brilliant, and they didn't make a big deal of it. And it's like, so I will praise even animated features. I love when it. They, when they think about it and they do it right. Okay. I also love the fact, uh, Dr. Tyson, that you've been tweeting uh, about the moon quite a bit lately. And I'm, I, I think you are probably as well. But everybody in this room is very excited about the Artemis mission. And, um, I, you know, I don't know if, if and when it's going to happen. But, and I was a little upset with the scrub a, a week or two ago. Um, what are your thoughts on Artemis and, and what it's uh, you know, going to let us know about the moon? Yeah, I'm 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 of two minds there. I'm I say to myself, yeah, I'm glad we're going back to the moon 50 years later. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Now. I mean, if you had said in 1972, we're going to have a space mission in the year 2022, you say, where's it going? Right. Are we sending people to Jupiter? To, to, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, we're going to go back to the moon. <laughs> and this first mission won't have people on it. Right. Right? Neither will the second mission. Okay? And I don't even know. I have to remember if the third mission, if they're ever going to even land. So you got to be a little bit disappointed that we've had this 50-year gap. That being said, we have landed on Mars. We plunked a, an SUV-sized rover down on Mars yeah. that's getting 3D. And it had a helicopter. Yeah. Okay? yeah. So the science has progressed. Not the sort of the geopolitics of human exploration of the solar system. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm of two minds there. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. By the way, Artemis was the twin sister of Apollo. Oh, didn't there we go. Yes. The Apollo mission was the first uh, to go to the moon. Yeah. Isn't that great? I get Wait, it. did you have to explain? Are they that young? You had to explain that? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a question about the moon. So last Saturday, uh, it was uh, slightly overcast, but the, the clouds seemed to be thin. You could see the moon through it. And it looked like what was, I guess, a reflection of the moon just a little bit away and down a little bit further. Was that, is that what I was looking at, a reflection? Okay, no, what you get, oh, it's interesting. No, no, what you get is, depending on what the, what the clouds are made of, if they're, uh, and how big the droplets of, of moisture in the clouds, and occasionally, they're, when you go high up, it gets very cold. You may have noticed in an airplane, if you look at the screen that tells you the outdoor temperature, it's like 40 below zero when you get high up. Okay, so, uh, and if the droplets freeze, then they become little prisms, and they, they'll actually reflect the uh, the moonlight, into an angle that would be what would be where you would find a rainbow. Sometimes you see a moonbow as well. But Mm -hmm. depending on where the water is, it'll be like 22 degrees away from where the moon is. And these are spots where the the light comes back to you again. It's an optical effect in the clouds. You need clouds for that. That's cool. Slightly transparent clouds. Now that my mind is reeling from Monsters, Inc., I I want to ask you about... um, So, to me... would would that be similar to perhaps uh, a controlled wormhole, like I created? Yes, in- yes, completely, completely. And there's a scene in Monsters Inc. It's a chase scene where they're chasing each other in the factory through doors. And so you go through a door, and in one door they end up with the Eiffel Tower in in Paris, and another one there. And and so so it's. Somebody thought about that, and it's Pixar, basically. So I think they have authentic scientists in, in Pixar. There's another one in in A Bug's Life. Hold aside the fact that the ants all had only four legs. Okay, right. uh, you know, they got the physics right, even if they 
cheated the biology. A mosquito is in a bar ordering a drink. And if you're a mosquito, what drink would you order? Blood. A Bloody blood. Mary. Bloody Mary, yeah. yeah. No, Bloody Mary. It's a real bar. So it's a Bloody Mary. Please, uh-huh. not yeah. blood. <laughs> so the bartender, the bartender has a dispenser, and he pulls out a blob of Bloody Mary, which is just a little blob, and he places it on the counter. Oh, my gosh, they know about surface tension. Surface tension, yeah. Because when you're really little, you don't need a highball glass. Yeah. Just put the dot of liquid in front of you. Yeah, wow. And then the mosquito um, sucks it, and then it gets high from it and falls off the bar stool. <laughs> so uh, I applaud any place there's a little bit of science that's, that's intriguing. And there's another example in Steve Martin's, um, uh, uh, Steve Martin's uh, L.A. story. Yes. You know, in the old days, if you wanted to know how much time elapsed, there'd be a calendar on the wall, and you would see days flip by or the the hours go by on a clock. He he had a different mechanism in it. He had the moon going through its phases, just in the background in the sky. Huh. And so uh, you can tell, okay, this story took place over two weeks. Okay. Because it started at a crescent moon, and it ended up with a full moon. And I thought that was brilliant. I said, yes, yes, give me some universe helping the storytelling. However, the the crest the, the crest oh, was no. growing in the wrong direction. There you oh, go. There you go. Okay. Uh, but I got I got to give him a shout out for even going there. You got James Cameron to um, re uh, cor- uh, to correct a uh, sky scene in Titanic. Um, yeah. uh, have you ever had anything uh, that to me seems like a a huge impact on cinema history? Have you ever <laughs> a- affected a post? Uh, release change in a film outside of that. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So, so uh, by the way, I only did that because I'm, I remembered the Titanic in first release. Right. All the marketing for it was uh, a camera went to the bottom of the ocean with mm-hmm. oceanographer Robert Ballot. They found the Titanic. They filmed the the rivets, the 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 staterooms, the china patterns, and they reproduced it in meticulous detail. Right. We know the date, the time, where the, uh, the location where the Titanic sank. We know there was no moon that night, yeah. and it was clear. So when Rose is looking up deliriously on the plank, there's only one sky she should have seen, <laughs> and it was the wrong sky. <laughs> it was not only the wrong sky. The left half was a mirror reflection of the right half. Uh. It was wrong and lazy. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to go. I spent 10 years trying to get this boy to fix that. And so in his re-release, his yeah. centennial re-release in 2012, they recut it. Because they called me and said, you got a sky we could use. And so I did that. In another example, Seth MacFarlane for Ted called me up and said, there's a scene where our main character is looking out the window. There's a, there's a meteor streak. This is when he wishes on, on the meteor so that the, 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 the bear comes to life. Right. He says, I want to make sure the sky is accurate so I don't read about it the next morning. <laughs> so I gave him the sky. And the funny part was, if you look at the, the scoring at that point would have been Ted 1, Titanic 0. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, Ted had accurate skies in it, by the That's way. cool. Uh, I just want to reiterate that uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to be at the Kimmel Center uh, September 23rd for An Astrophysicist Goes to the Movies. This is the sequel, part two. Um, you know, another uh, a show uh, that I think has uh, touched on quite a bit of science, along with a lot of horror and science fiction, uh, is Stranger Things. And I don't know if you uh, spent any time with that or not, because they cover electromagnetics and things like that uh, pretty extensively. 
Yeah, so I never binged the entire series, but I caught enough episodes to get a feeling for it, and it's quite intriguing. And the fact that they have kids in it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just um, what it does is it makes you think twice about what could be going on around you, mm. and 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 it it, it it forces you, it forces you, and encourages you to notice things that you might not have otherwise paid attention to. So I applaud where they were headed there. And so, yeah, a very successful show. Okay. I know it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, um, but uh, would the physics of Star Wars hold up? Like, would the Death Star explode the way that it exploded, or would it... Because you can't have a fire like that in okay, space. Okay, let's get this straight. There is no physics in Star Wars. <laughs> Start there. Okay? Start there. So I'll mention two, th- two, two bits of physics. Ready? In the original Star Wars, I call it Star Wars 1, but yeah. it's probably, what is it? Four. 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 Episode yeah. 4. Okay? Yeah. Um, Luke comes out on the sand planet, and he's looking at the double sunset. I said, yes! Do you know more than half the stars you see in the night sky? If you pull out a telescope, they will resolve into multiple, double and multiple star systems. Uh-huh. So I said, somebody finally captured this in cinema. And so I thought that was a brilliant addition to that storytelling. And it's one of the more poignant scenes in the film. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't move the plot or anything. It's just a poignant moment. In episode seven, uh, <laughs> The Force Awakens, they have the new and improved powerful Death Star that sucks all the energy out of a real star so that it can kill multiple planets at once. <laughs> this is especially diabolical. Okay, so I did the math on that. First, if you suck all the energy out of a star, you become a star. But let's assume they have special modern containing devices. All right, so then they have these beams and they destroy all the planets of a star system. I said, do you realize that had they calculated this right, the energy of a star is enough to destroy a thousand planets, okay? (laughs) So this is a case where they tried to do a little bit of science, but had they done it correctly, they could have told a more fascinating story. Hmm. And the force, the the dark side would have been even more powerful. But another thing about that, if you're a military uh, commander, why do you want to completely obliterate the planet? Don't you want the planet? <laughs> sure. Yeah, just get rid of the people. Yeah. Just, what? What? <laughs> what do you got against the planet? Yeah. The planet couldn't do anything to you. Yeah, that's... I would imagine real estate was valuable even in right. the Star Wars universe. Yeah. That's why Independence yeah. Day is, to, to me, that they're, they're, they're incinerating the planet that they've supposedly come to take over and mine for resources right so but they're they're decimating everything a lot of times well, not that, the whole planet they're killing all of you know the white house so they're killing yeah, all they're yeah. trying to destroy los angeles we need <laughs> yeah, to yeah, sustain yeah. civilization by the way something they didn't tell you in 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 independence day that movie is precisely hg wells war of the worlds uh-huh yeah because uh-huh. Uh, how did we destroy the aliens in war of the worlds uh, it was uh, the, the virus it was a virus. How did we destroy the aliens in Independence Day? It was a computer virus. virus. Yeah. Yeah. A virus, you see? All right, so let me ask you this. This has always bothered me. Story. You have yeah. these super-evolved aliens that make it all the way across. They're, they're traveling. They're destroying planets. They've got this incredible tech, and they're using um, a Mac OS. That, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that I you saw, could I have? I commented on that longer. I said... You know, I can't, but at the time, yeah. it was very hard to move files back and forth between computers. There was huge challenges related to that. And so I just said, my gosh, they can like put an active virus from a Mac into <laughs> an event. This, so that was the least believable part. Right. But another one was they, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
they got the, they captured the alien spaceship, okay, figured out how to work it, and then they get in it. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is a seat with a headrest. Did the, did the aliens have a seat? <laughs> right. It's true. Uh, there was, a, what was the, uh, Casey, the, uh, and Steve, anybody who can answer, the, the, the M. Night Shyamalan movie with the aliens? Signs. 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 Okay. Yeah. I've heard people um, that have kind of uh, uh, given that but movie I a hard see that movie. Forgive me on that one. But yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I, the point I was going to make is is the, these aliens come here and it turns out that water is... is acid uh, to them. Is acid to them. And, I, and I've heard the argument of, well, why would you even go to a planet where it's mainly water and it would be like acid <laughs> to you? Stupid but then, aliens. <laughs> but then again, we as humans, we put ourselves, our, our explorers, in... Uh, extremely hostile environments all the time as we're exploring as yeah, well. Yeah, but we know in advance and we prepare for it. Right. Oh, by the way, this idea that water is caustic to them, we, we already have experienced that in film, right, uh, in Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Who would have thought that the Wicked Witch of the West was water-soluble? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to, to that point, The Wizard of Oz and, and other movies that are more fantastical, say like Harry Potter and so on and so forth, and, and they, they make the point, in, and Marvel Comics was doing it for years with Thor and Asgard, is that it is simply science and technology that appears to be magic to us. Mm. Does that hold yeah, any? That's the famous Arthur C. Clarke. Right. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, and so that that's clearly the case. They right. Have no, no doubt about that. Although, um, I, I think Doctor Strange is actually using magic. Right. Okay. He needed these magic movements of his hands and things. Uh, oh, by the way, in Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz is in this talk oh. at, at the Kimmel Center. Um, I guess I'll give it away. Uh, when I was a kid, and I. You know, we all saw Wizard of Oz as a, as a kid. At the end, when they give the scarecrow the brain, do you remember yes. what yes. he does when he, as evidence that he's got a brain? He does a mathematical equation. In that moment. Does name? Yes, he does. Yes. And I said, wow, I can't wait till I'm old enough to understand that mathematical <laughs> equation. <laughs> then the, the, the minute I got old enough and I heard that mathematical it's like, no! Oh, no. <laughs> I was wrong. wrong. I think he says hypotenuse in it at some point. quotes the Pythagorean theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I thought... They could have called a local math teacher from, you know, middle school. Holy could have. Do you want to? Here's a, here's a fun fact I just learned about the Wizard of Oz. When they're running through the poppy fields and it starts snowing. Yeah. Apparently, they used ground up asbestos. <gasps> to no. That's correct. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Asbestos is very light and airy. And yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So you live, you learn. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Tyson, I'm driving across the country next week, and, uh, and I'm, so I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands, and you have a new book that is being released on Tuesday. Is there an audio version of that book? Yes, there is. Thanks for calling that out. In fact, I narrate the audio book of it, and it's called A Starry Messenger, ah. Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. Hmm. So it's what you all look like to somebody who has a cosmic view and who's scientifically literate. And it goes to all manner of places within our warring factions of society. So I start out with truth and beauty and then uh, uh, a color and race. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. And gender and identity. There's, there's conflict and resolution, risk and reward, life and death. And, uh, oh, and also... Um, uh, 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 law and order. It's what all this looks like because w w this, the, as soon as I was scientifically literate, uh, starting about age 12, I said, what are these adults doing? <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, doing? <laughs> what the hell are they doing? And this is collected. It's been gestating within me huh. my entire life. And this is my gift to civilization so that they will know what you look like to science. It's the lens, really. So thanks. If you, it's a, it's a 
totally pop it in the, you know, totally, the audio book perfect for driving across the country. All right, Love so it. I don't know how long the book is to listen to, but how long did it take for you to record it? Uh, two days, yeah. Uh, so it's it's the oh. book. The actual book is two hundred pages. It's not a big oh, fat book, okay. yeah. Because I don't, you know, the whole, I don't read fat books, so <laughs> I want to make sure it's it's at arm's reach. And the book is a smaller format, you know, size. So uh, there's a lot in there. Uh, it's it's just chock full of such yeah, a fast observation. There, uh, oh, there's a chapter meat eaters and vegetarians because they're always going at right. it. I yeah. said, do you want to know what that looks like to a scientist? Here it is. Hmm. If if you're a vegetarian because you don't like killing animals and so you have a humane mouse trap in your basement okay that's honorable right and you trap the mouse and you release it into the wild where it is guaranteed to be eaten by owls <laughs> in all manner of predator woodland creatures. Whereas they're safest in your basement. Yeah. <laughs> in your basement. You just leave them there. So, oh. <laughs> so there's a lot of decision making that we think is deeply thought out. That in fact isn't. I just want to. So the book is riddled with examples. Oh, I love that. this. I, I love this concept. I want you to inform your own opinion more deeply. No, right. that's great. It comes out next Tuesday. I'm ordering that as soon as it as I can order that. Starry Messenger: Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. Wow. Um, all right, uh, Doctor. We got to wrap it up here, but we just are reminding everyone of your show. An astrophysicist goes to the movies, part two, September 23rd at the Kimmel Center, and tickets available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org if you would like to get those. But and you'll finally know what that equation is in that they were attempting to get right in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Excellent. And per your suggestion, we are playing you out with a space oddity now. So thank you, doctors. Great to talk you to got you. Got it, dude. Okay. Appreciate it, Doctor yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I love talking to that man. You could do four hours. Oh, my God. You could just go on and on talking to him. And it's I I did read one of his books. Uh, It's uh, Letters to an Astrophysicist. Yes. Because some of his more um, academic things are way over my head. Would be too much. Tap out. But it's uh, it's just him answering letters to people. And so he writes for, you know, the average person as well. And he does that often. You know, on his social media accounts, well, he'll he'll you know, he'll take it down. And I always love it's like, a, a, oh, okay, this is a science fiction movie that I I wonder, I hope he likes it. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I need to get yeah. the stamp of approval. Yep. Uh, that's going to be a great show uh, at the Kimmel Center. All right, let's take a break, and I would like to give away some uh, tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl. Yay! Uh, we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. It is coming up on Sunday, October 23rd at Xfinity Live. And thank you to Moonshine and Chef Levy for stopping by this morning and bringing us their entry into the Burger Brawl. And they're at 1825 uh, Mile Messing Avenue in Philadelphia, of course. Uh, they've been doing it for over five years at the Burger Brawl. And uh, we wish them the best to make sure you check out uh, their reinvented moonshine brunch every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us because we'll have our buddy Adam Ferrara on. Then right after that, we're going to have Maitland Ward yes. from the world of adult films. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Let's win some money. 93.3 WMMR presents Yoo-Hoo Loot. Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day. Starting Monday at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Yoo-Hoo Loot sounder and get the keyword. Text it to 45911 or enter it on our website or the new MMR app. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. 
We're putting a grand in your hand with MMR's Yoo-Hoo Loot. Sponsored by Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is going to be performing in uh, Jim Thorpe, actually on Friday at 8 o'clock ah. at the uh, Mock Chuck Chunk yeah. <laughs> Mock Chunk Opera House. It's almost like the Kimball Cultural Campus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. Uh, but uh, and you can get uh, tickets, by the way. Just go to AdamFerrar.com because all things Adam Ferrar are at AdamFerrar.com. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll say it one more time. It's Adam Ferrar. Hey! hey. How are you, my friend? We're wonderful. How are you, sir? I just say the opera house because I can't say it. No, yeah. I, I don't blame you. I now have. I said the opera, and then Saturday night I'm in a uh, uh, Newtown, so Newtown's ah. easy to say. Newtown Theater, so yep. much yeah, easier. So opera house and Newtown Theater, and I just found out that uh, the Titanic had the wrong sky in. <laughs> <laughs> did not know that, did you? No clue. I'm sitting there. How are you, my friend? I'm sitting here, right, because well, I always love seeing you guys because I'm like, what's going to happen today? <laughs> now I'm sitting there trying to remember going, how did I miss that? <laughs> right. It was so Listen, th- there are things that you'd feel stupid about not knowing as far as the Titanic mythos is concerned. The celestial condition at the time wouldn't be one of them. So, uh, no. But Neil deGrasse Tyson would know that. Mm. And that's what, that. Yeah, of course. So. I will. T- we did uh, one episode of Top Gear. I, did, I reviewed the role Rolls-Royce Wraith. Oh. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Badass. And it's got the uh, the the uh, the headliner. It's called the Starline Headliner. Yeah. I know. It, it sounds like a malt liquor. It's not. <laughs> but it's they have little little pins in there, and you could program constellations into the headliner. Oh. No okay. way. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Why you need that, I don't know. <laughs> it comes factory when, uh, I think when BMW bought Rolls-Royce, that was the night that they programmed. But you can program your kid's birthday. That's awesome. I, I programmed the last time the Jets won the Super Bowl. Which was <laughs> oh, they had that? <laughs> the thing they should port, and I don't, listen, I get that Rolls-Royce, obviously a league of its own, mm-hmm. but it'd be nice to have that umbrella thing in the door that they have. That was pretty cool. They have it. Yeah. yeah. yeah but Do they have it on other, other cars? cars. I don't uh, on that one. I know they have it. I know if you lose the umbrella, it's sixteen hundred dollars. Oh, stop it! Jesus Christ! I'm not kidding. I it's titanium. The yeah. titanium umbrellas they fit in the fender, and they showed it on um, Hacks. I don't know if you guys ever watched. Hacks. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's the car she drove. Jesus, that's insane. And yeah, took the umbrella out. They can't stick one of those in a Subaru. I think it'd be really yeah, cool. they could. That's the yeah. Thing. They it could. doesn't have to be titanium. No, but you're absolutely right. What are you What are you going across the country in? What are you driving in? Casey? In a Subaru. We're going across the country in a Subaru Ascent. We were going to do it in, really an, nice. in an Outback uh, Wilderness, but uh, you right. know, we, we added a third person to the ride, and and uh, I was actually no, we can still do it in an Outback. And then Nick was like, "Dude, you, they'll give you an Ascent if you <laughs> want one." I was like, "You know, yes. okay, yeah, that's fine." You know, so so we're going to be comfortable. We got the captain's chairs in the back and yeah. and all that. And, and have you ever driven across the country? I have, but I did it. I did it. Uh, I did it on TV. So you start, you stop, you pee, you eat, you get tied, you point to people, and things show up. So it's gonna. <laughs> oh, okay. So how long did it take for you guys to do it? Uh, we, the shoot was six days, but we had to. At some point, we. Uh, uh, at some at some point, we had to go back and reshoot something. I remember I did it in a Dodge Viper. Oh. We went from New York to uh, L.A., and the Dodge Viper has got these side pipes, the exhaust, so I was I was deaf by Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, but that, that that's not a comfortable touring vehicle. No, 
it's not at all. But yeah. I, I had it better than than Rut. Uh, Rutledge Wood on the show did it in a, uh, a Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Oh. So it's the old Gallardo body. Right. So the pedal box is really small. So and he's taller than me. So when I did it, the left leg is kind of smashing to your right leg. So basically, your balls are on top of each other. <laughs> and nobody wants stacked balls. They should be side by side. Yes, they yeah. should. No, you, you want balls like a '58 Corvette headlights next to each other, yeah. not stacked up like a '67 GTO. Nobody wants more Pontiac balls. Were you Were you able to enjoy it at all? Did you stop at places like for you know like sightseeing, or or was it just straight up business? There's a place you? called Intercourse, Pennsylvania. We stopped, we got shirts, and we looked around and go, "Wow, well, this is misleading." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. it's cool. So you're obviously you were it was sort of like a cannonball rally type thing you were doing yeah we were yeah. doing that we we're doing it in supercars and um we didn't really get to stop because it's it's like when when you do stand up in hawaii and stuff it's a working vacation no i'm working yeah. I'm still yeah. working. it's not a vacation yeah so i will tell you we saw um uh what oh the grand canyon is just beautiful and yeah. we went the uh the, we stopped and saw stuff but we just took pictures real quick and got and we couldn't enjoy it there is there is something cool to it. Obviously, you've been doing stand up for a long time. I, I've I because of the time I was doing stand up, I got to go to every state, and you know, and it was yeah. and, and and there's downtime, and it was it was really cool. But on something like this, or when you're, you know, you, and you know this, Adam, the best laid plans. Because so we have a whole bunch of things laid out, but the key word is fluid because you don't know what you're going to hit in different areas. Yeah. You don't know what traffic's going to be like, so you have to have just be prepared for a ton of those plans to fall through and a lot of fallback plans. Yeah. Right? You bringing a jar to pee in? <laughs> good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. They actually... They... put a medical supply and say, look, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have something like that. It's actually designed for that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gatorade bottle in case you don't have anything else, though. That's always the best. Oh, Gatorade. You need yep. the, you need, it, you're always going to pee more than you think, yep. yeah, and it's not as good as you think. <laughs> and there's going to be three people peeing, right? So it's Wait, not why like... why can't you just pull over and pee on the side of the road? My parents used to make me, we would be taking road trips, and my parents would make me pee into a regular old-fashioned Coca-Cola bottle, glass bottle. I remember that. And I don't know why. To this day, I never did ask. So they didn't have to stop? Why didn't we just stop somewhere? Why didn't you become a sniper with that that aim? It was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. my father was my. We used to drive from uh, our big vacation was from Long Island, New York to Lake George, a five hour drive. Yeah, uh, pulling a small boat in a Cadillac <laughs> because we're Italians. I am not. <laughs> <making> it. <laughs> it was it was a seventy seven Fleetwood Brome. It was it was UPS brown. It was ugly, and and we get up to we're parking it in a lot with pickup trucks and and we're camping on an island. My uncles are visiting us in three piece suits, fishing off the end of a dock. <laughs> They're like, I hope I don't catch your witness. <laughs> you could never pull over to pee. Yeah. And I was like, we're, we, we can't stop. And I'm like, we're being chased. My father's not telling me. <laughs> I have. Adam, my, my family vacation was similar, except the boat was attached to a minivan. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Wow. Did you guys camp, or were you in a cabin, or no. were you camping outside? So we we would go up to Montauk. That's where we would go. And no, the uh-huh. camp. My my dad and some of my cousins would camp. We would not. We would get the house. 
Yeah, no, we would camp. We would not only did we, we, we camp, it was my mother's hanging cheese and salami in the trees. <laughs> <No. laughs> Doesn't that attract bears? Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to boil water. She's cooking ziti on a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Dude, I remember it was a true story years ago. My, my father got you remember that first Mazda that came out with the the big thing was the rotary engine? Yeah, the yeah. Wankel engine, yeah. Right. It was a smaller car, real small. <laughs> the family got packed into that, drove from East Northport, Long Island, down to uh, Miami. And I, I, I swear to Christ, I'm in the back seat of that. I'm pretty much the size I am now when I was you know, in, in, in high school. And, uh, and so we, we all go down together. I felt like my dad was going to get out, put a key in the side of the car, and, and turn it like you do a canned ham to get me out. I, I mean, I still probably have injuries that I yeah. uh, that I got during that trip. It was horrible. So yeah, the, we, we, okay. No, no, I was just saying any anything that gives you breathing room is a godsend when you're taking a long trip. Yeah, but when we drove it, they, like at least you had a, you had a newer car. We had the older car. First of all, there's no cup holders. You open up the uh, the glove compartment. There's a round circle where a cup holder might be one day. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm the cup holder. I'm sitting there holding my father's coffee as he's smoking a Lucky Strike with the window up, <laughs> listening to WHN country music. That it's just none none of this is is making any kind of sense to me. And we're driving down to Florida to see our grandparents. And we didn't, had no idea what south of the border was, but you can get pecans and firecrackers. <laughs> south of the border, and we've talked about this on the show, and I don't know what the status is right now because it's been a long time since I've taken a trip like that, but they have the most elaborate array of billboards known to mankind. And yeah. so you're, the anticipation builds and builds and builds until you finally realize it's simply just a roadside stand, basically. It's just a small little thing. But the hype, you're like, oh, my God, we're yeah. going to another country. We have no idea. It's South Carolina. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> yeah, it says we're going to get the fireworks. My, we used to take trips years ago when I first got married uh, with my wife. Uh, her father, my father-in-law, used to drink the uh, – not drink. He used to smoke these filterless cigarettes called Commanders, and you can only get them down south. And so that would be one of the runs. It was like it was basically like the Cannonball Run, except yeah. Coors like it's uh, – Course gets smoking in the bandage is what you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm just and here's a weird thing. I'm excited about driving through states that I have never been to. Right, and this is going to sound weird, but I've never been to Ohio. It's the next state over, and I've never been there. I've been pretty close. I've been like Pittsburgh and stuff, but I'm actually excited about not only like you know driving, but just you know not only getting there, but driving through there. I'm excited about driving through Kansas. I've never been to Missouri, Oklahoma. Like, you know, like these, you know, there's there's nothing like wow. I'll tell you, Casey, yeah. I'll tell you what, you really need to raise your goals. <laughs> <laughs> my, my buddy Stu drove across the country and he said, and I, and I find this bizarre, but driving through Kansas was his favorite part of driving through the entire country. And I was like, well, okay. I've driven through Kansas. Why? I, I don't know. I guess maybe because it's just he wide loves open. flat, wide open. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you two things. I one was the first time I was in Arizona. I was yeah. playing the improv in Arizona when I was yeah. a kid, and I walked out at like five thirty when the sun was going down, and I never saw a sunset like that. I yeah, mean, there's buildings here. You can't even see the sky in New York. This was like 
This was like now I don't know if if it was accurately correct. We're gonna have to put Mr. Bryson back. But it was this giant orange sky, and I remember I was stopped because yeah. that was a whole new experience to me. But the others, when I drove to Vegas for the first time from L.A. at night, that scared the hell out of me because that's dark. There's not a star in the sky, and you're in the desert. There's no one around. That was that's when the sources come down, and I remember thinking someone's gonna look in my ass. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're. Exactly right. I remember getting caught in a uh, in a sandstorm Ooh. at mm. night. That mm. is some scary ass stuff. So literally, you where were you? What's that? Where were you? You got caught in a sandstorm. So it was. Uh, uh, we were out traveling back. Was it? Was it? No, maybe it's Palm Springs. But um, yeah, and it was it was whipping and and dark, and you just pulled over and listened to the sand colliding, ripping off the paint from the side of the car. But it was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, and that's that's where my mind actually goes to to aliens. That's I believe in aliens. I really we can't be the only life in the universe. Right. And you wonder what made me really believe in aliens was Benny and Barney Hill. You remember that? <laughs> yes, it was just on last night. Interrupted yeah. Journey. It was the uh, I don't know this. So it was a classic. Um, it was one of the first alien abduction stories that got any traction. Oh. Right? Am I am I correct on that, Adam? Now, the first one I was aware of. It was a book, and it was 1961. Interrupted Benny Journey. Yeah, driving home. They were driving home. They're like, Betty, is that a sandstorm? Stay in the car, Barney. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there was a, this big light and something landed and they lost time. That's what all the stuff we know about alien abductions came from that book. And, uh, and the- under hypnosis, they have they have the audio of them under hypnosis, both recounting. They were separated, but recounting the same story the same way. Yeah. yeah. And they drew the same picture. Yep. And. This is how this is this is what got me as I got older when I realized it. One, they're not going to make it up. They were an interracial couple living in New Hampshire in 1961. They really want to keep a low profile. <laughs> right? Right? Yes, yeah. and they make that point. And, yeah, yeah. They were like, why would we make this up? You guys hate what we're doing. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was James Earl Jones played um, played uh, uh, Barney, Hill. Barney, Barney Hill. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. A, it's a cool movie. So. Um, but all the stuff we know, like all the all the uh, all the medical research and losing time and your watch stopping from the magnet magnetic uh, uh, magnetic field of whatever they're doing up there, and the, the actual description of the aliens, the little gray guys with big eyes, the grays, that stuff came from. Do you believe you've ever seen a UFO or seen something that you believed of is of extraterrestrial origin? First time I drove to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ohio, is it? <laughs> Cedar Rapids. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen that. I will, and I haven't seen any ghosts. But I had. I've had an instance where I, I, I felt something where I was being warned. Uh, I uh, I got I, I broke my arm when I was a kid. I was climbing a fence, mm-hmm. and for some reason, a big strong feeling, almost a voice said, "Don't climb that fence! Don't climb that fence! Don't climb that fence!" And I climbed the fence, and I broke my arm, and I never forgot that. Huh. So even if I am being guided, I'm not listening. So You're clearly, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Wow. Then. Uh, well, listen, we we got to wrap, Adam, but uh, we know you're you're going to be in the general area, so we want to make sure that people are aware of the Opera House and Jim Thorpe on Friday, but then Newtown Theater, yes, on uh, Saturday. So two shows that you can get to in our area, and there are going to be two shows, by the way, on Saturday in Newtown. Yep. So uh, just go to adamferrar.com. All the information is right there, and uh, we just love having you on as always. Brian. I love seeing. And, and by the way, great job banging the drum, my friend. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I'm glad you saw that. I beat the piss out of that thing. 
<laughs> I was sitting there going, oh, this is like working a lot of stuff out. Look at this. That was fun, man. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Adam. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy? Yeah. Adam Ferrara on the Preston and Steve show. Um, yeah, who knows, man? Maybe you'll see something weird while you guys are on this trip, other than uh, the contours of, of Jackie's nether regions, which you'll <laughs> which see. Which I will definitely see. I'm, I'm sure you, so I have a feeling you'll you'll see it outright naked in its... Uh, oh, Jackie's thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah Hopefully. So, uh, will you, what's the what's the hotel situation? Are you each in separate rooms? Yeah, we have, uh, Nick, we have separate rooms, right? Yeah, Marriott is being really generous. Uh, there's That's wonderful. There's one night, I think, where there's two rooms instead of three. Um, but, uh, and Casey, I just looked up the map that I drew, and so it's, you know, that's not, um, uh, definitive by any stretch of the imagination, but you barely touch Kansas when you oh, drive I'm, from... I'm going the long way. Okay, good. That's yeah. what I was going to bring up. So, you, uh, when you go from St. Louis to Oklahoma City, which would be day number two, right? So, yes. St. Louis is night, night one. So, St. Louis to Oklahoma City, you, you sort of go in the quarter of uh, of Kansas, but if you're going to take the long way, you I'm going to loop around, and okay. so the, the way you're looking is about a seven-hour trip. I'm going to take the eight-and-a-half-hour trip cool. that goes through, uh, not Wichita, what's the other big Kansas? Uh, it might be Wichita. Yeah, starting in Kansas City, then uh, which is in Missouri, weirdly, right. uh, and then uh, Wichita, and then down to Oklahoma City. Which, yes. by the way, actually, this time, if you're going to drive through Cam- Kansas, this is the time of year to do it, because all those fields yeah. are still, uh, they haven't uh, uh, reaped yet. Right. Uh, so, They'll they'll actually be beautiful, gigantic, huge wheat fields and things like that. So lots to eat if you get hungry. Yeah, a whole lot. Ooh, off and just crack off a piece of wheat. wheat. (laughs) Um, Have you you've been to Kansas, right? Yeah, I've driven across Kansas. I drove from uh, St. Louis to um, Vail, Colorado, one time, and that was. uh, uh, so you go all the way, the entire state from end to end across Kansas. So that's all the way across Missouri, all the way across Kansas, I re- uh, into Colorado. Do you? I remember the windiest condition I ever experienced was in Kansas, and I, mm-hmm. I remember like going to um, um, it was a truck stop okay. and going into the service or the center, you know, where the uh, the little restaurant was, bathrooms, all that stuff. And I, at my size, had to work to pull the door open against the wind. It was just insane. Wow. Yeah. Um, So, all right, so my trip is going to be a little bit different than yours, Press, just because there's technology that that didn't exist back then. Yep. Uh, I'm just wondering what my essentials that I need. Because, like, if, if I didn't have cell phones and computers and all that stuff, like, I would probably have, like, a book of... Crossword puzzles and you know, like, are you doing the 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 majority of the driving? No, I think we'll probably just so we can because honestly, the the first two days we are really gonna buzzsaw through this country, and so there we're it's going to be, you know, stop, switch drivers, take a piss, maybe right. grab, you know, Jackie right. doesn't eat, so like that's one good thing is like he literally eats one meal a day. It's olives and. Yeah, and fettuccine. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, of technology and and my drive uh, from uh, St. Louis to uh, uh, to Colorado, uh, we weren't even an hour on the road. And my speedometer stopped working. Oh, what? my God. So like, you had to drive like, the whole time without Like, it? the dial just went all the way down <laughs> oh to zero miles per hour. And I'm, like, no I'm, like, I'm like, guys. I, there's no way for me to tell how fast we're going to be going this entire trip. Oh, like, we weren't going to stop. We weren't going to turn around. So I just made a wild guess. 
as to how fast that's, I was going to be that's driving. Like, I, that happens in one of my cars, and I remember being terrified. Like, yeah. I, just, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Like, you don't know how often you look down at it or glance at it. How am I going to speed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah. even, just even, like, little... I remember going through the neighborhoods. I think I was probably going five miles an hour because I was like, I do not want to get pulled over. Yep. Uh, Casey, despite technology, I would bring hard copies of maps. I, I would yeah. get an atlas um, just yeah. in case something goes down. Uh, and it's, <laughs> for me, like, I like the aesthetic... Uh, opening, <laughs> paging through an atlas or whatever, um, but I think that they're they're helpful. Oh, especially when we're going to be in like New uh, New Mexico and Arizona. I mean, it's very very desolate out there. And my cousin and I, when we were out in northern Arizona, southern Utah, we were trying to get to I think it's like Pink Coral Sands uh, uh, State Park, and, and the ways or whatever had us turning onto this road, hmm. and at that point. Uh, like the satellite, the GPS was it kicking was out. it was kicking out. Right, and we the road that it had us turning down was like this. It was a dirt road, and we probably made it. I don't even know, maybe a half mile, maybe a quarter mile down the road. And I was like, I don't think we're supposed to be here. Like <laughs> this is this is what horror movies are made right, for, yeah. out of. And so we we just quick turned around. And there's only so much you can download. Like I know those options yeah. exist, but um, but having a, a hard copy of a map, I think, would be helpful. And, and preventing you from going down that road. Yeah, and so uh, I'll get, you know, I, I'm going to, I have to go to Target at some point, you know, over the next, because I, I don't want to do it at the last minute. I don't want to do it this weekend. I'd rather do it like today or tomorrow. And what are you going to get from Target? Uh, well, an Atlas, okay. and, you know, Roadmap. You know, it might be hard to Alfredo. 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 You know, plenty of olives. olives. <laughs> uh, yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should get him some pants. Some jingling <laughs> things yeah. to wear. <laughs> By the way, yeah, oh. you know, Jackie jingles. Yeah, he he does. Does. those who yeah. don't know. Yeah. And if you guys are going on through rough Roads, you're just gonna be hearing cling, 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 cling. <laughs> here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. <laughs> I am so looking forward oh to this. I want to see him get confused for a rock star. Well, I'm bringing a camera and I'm yeah. gonna like start taking pictures of him. Absolutely. Like, yes. Um, yeah. People may in, in a smaller town, uh-huh. you can convince people that he is a famous rock star. Yeah, I'm sure. So their drive across the country oh, starts. The drummer from Scarlet Fever on Monday. <laughs> On Monday, you'll be able to... In the Monsters movie. We'll be covering uh, Casey's Big Adventure. All right, our next guest is on the line. Ah, there we go. Uh, She has been uh, in the acting business for a long time, uh, starting on The Bold and the Beautiful and Boy Meets World, and now has segued into the world of adult film and has become very successful in that. Insanely Uh, successful. So much so, she's written a memoir. Yes. And it's called Rated X, How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood, and available now wherever books are sold. Please welcome the lovely Maitland Ward yeah. to the show. Good morning, Hi. Maitland. How are you? Good mo- Good morning. I'm great. Thank Ac- you. How Excel- are you? We're, we're doing well. Listen, so um, the I, I follow you on, on social media, on Instagram, so I knew this book was coming out. Oh. And yeah. uh, so how long have you been? Now, you have not been in the porn industry for a long, long time. You're uh, maybe four or five years in at this point, Maitland? Yeah, about, yeah, I started doing my own content like four years ago. And like three years ago, I, I really, I signed my contract to be in, in porn, like full, full, full blown porn, full blown porn. Yeah. <laughs> full blown. No, no, yes. no, no, no pun, pun intended. intended. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely intended. <laughs> and, and this has been a, uh, like a huge positive thing for you in your life. Yes, it really has. It is. I I can't stress enough the liberation factor because I was so boxed into this, you know, Disney character that I played, 
long ago. And, of course, I love that I played that character. But imagine that if you, like, hey, I loved high school, but I have to stay in high school for the rest of my life and nobody will let you out. So, so it was like I couldn't get, like, new jobs because I was always typecast for the roles I did in my past, which I had great success with when I was young. But once you, you know, get past 25 or so, it's like, oh, you can't play that anymore. It's like, but we, but you can't play anything else either. So it was kind of like Hollywood just, like, they do this to so many yeah, younger actors, sure. especially younger actors, when they grow up and they just will not let them, you know, express themselves in any different way. Um, so I really uh, started to find myself and my, my sexuality and, like, who I wanted to be as a woman and a person and a performer. Really, when I moved, I moved to New York. I got married and moved to New York for a couple, like a year or two. And I was able to really take a breath away from that Hollywood machine and um, so I was able to discover who I who I was, and I started writing like erotic stories, and and um, and through it, I was kind of like doing performance, like sexual performance in my stories. Like I was writing scenes and stuff that I really, you know, I fantasies that I'd want to play, and I didn't know it would come to actually. I didn't know I'd actually do it, but as as it evolved down the road, I uh, I did do it, and it was after that I after Girl Meets World came out when. Um, Wanted me to world spinoff, and I was back in LA, and I didn't, I didn't think that I would be able to get the attention that I want right. in my own way, like in my own way that I wanted to perform because I, I didn't want to be like just Rachel again. Um, I wanted to like kind of grow past that, so I used my social media and stuff to get it, you know, to do my own. I did a lot of cosplay, so and you, I did so, a lot of like sexy setups. Yeah, so, I want to say so the, you, you did the cosplay, but it seemed to be the real shift occurred when you had got your Patreon account. Is that correct? Yes. That yeah. was the rule shift because I kept getting kicked off of social media my for sexy photos and stuff. So I started a Patreon account and it just blew up literally overnight. Like I, it was in, insane. Like I just kind of made the page on the whim and then and I didn't even announce it. But the next morning I had 20 subscribers and I was like, wow, maybe I should announce this. You and I did, and by the end of the week, I had like twenty eight hundred subscribers, and then it just snowballed from there. And that really, I that really allowed me to take this authentic journey in real time with my fans, uh, exploring like who I wanted to be as a performer and what my and my sexuality. You know, it's wild, so, uh, uh, Maitland. As, as cool. reading some interviews with you and, and and reading excerpts of the book, uh, so we I think a lot of times the natural um, reaction is to say, okay, this is a wounded person, and they're 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 conning themselves, and this isn't really what they want. And I don't get any of that from what I was reading about you. That it it seems more an ownership of your yeah. destiny. Is that correct? It's totally correct. I mean, for the first time when I, like when I started my Patreon, I was like, for the first time, I have control over my, the content I want to produce and I can do the things I want to do and I can express myself. I was told for so many years, you know, by Disney and producers and higher ups and stuff that said you have to be, you know, a nice girl, you have to be this chaste, virginal kind of girl and you have to, you cannot step out of line and it was finally like I can express myself for who I was and people were accepting of that and I think that was like when I saw people on social media really respond to who I was and what I liked doing it was like wait a minute I was trying to pretend for so long to be somebody I wasn't and now when I actually let myself loose and, and show my authentic self they were embracing it and I think that's so true for so many people I think like once you are just yourself and you show your truth 
I think like the right people will respond to that and really embrace you in that. And I felt that. And my fans have just really come with me all the way and have made possible it's kind of wild because we do know this and during the pandemic the numbers of of uh, patreon and and specifically only fans accounts skyrocketed and we were seeing yeah. people like um who just dabbled so you you started doing just i guess um you were with other uh women on your the patreon accounts just sort of evolved along but this this only fans and, and patreon stuff allowed people from their homes and a lot of people were just, I, yeah. I'm out of, I don't know what I'm going to do to to dabble in it. And your 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 situation became very lucrative w- uh, without being indelicate. Uh, how, uh, on a monthly basis, uh, you know, can you put us in the ballpark of, of what, you know, what comes in vis-a-vis these sites? Yeah, I mean, I make six figures a month on OnlyFans. Because um, oh, wow. I eventually went to OnlyFans for the majority of it. And then, yeah, so that was an amazing, you know, yeah, I had already had the OnlyFans doing really well before the pandemic, but yeah, it just kind of snowballed and it was really cool during the pandemic. It wasn't just sexual content that people were searching for, I found. It was a connection because you weren't able to be out with people and connect with anyone. And I found like a lot, I do custom videos and, um, and, you know, people suggest and they get, you know, their name and any other hoo-ha that they want in pretty much but um people wanted like me just to pretend like do acting scenarios where i would pretend like i was at a bar meeting them and we were going to hook up or you know just this girlfriend experience kind of thing mm-hmm. because there was none of that then so i think and i think it, it allowed in the pandemic for a lot of like especially women to make money when they couldn't go to work so that was a really good thing right um so I think now it's interesting because I some of the people have peeled off because people have gone back to work and the ones that weren't so serious about it because it is a lot of work to keep up with content and to keep up with your subscribers and fans and like it's like a full-time job to do it. Um, so I think it's, it's peeled off a little bit. Okay. People who just kind of came in to make a buck, you uh, know. Maitland, are you, are you still married? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Is, your, is your partner uh, a, a partner in the business side as well? Uh, he does help me with business stuff. Definitely, he is. He is a business. You know, he's from Philadelphia. Actually. Ah, wow! Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> yes, he. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, born there and raised for a while, and then came out to California. And um, you know, he's a teenager. But um, yeah, so he is definitely very much involved, and he was very instrumental in me exploring this side of myself. Um, he was always like when I started doing my content, I mean, the girl, girl stuff, but he did not, he, that didn't bother him at all. I mean, a lot of guys, it does, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. uh, when I started, he was actually the one who saw that I had, I loved to perform and I was good at it and, um, that I wanted to try doing stuff with guys. And so he was the one who said, I, you know, I think you really need to explore this side of yourself because I've seen that you really want to do this because he saw in all my writings and my fantasies I would talk about. So we found like two established, long established male porn stars who would shoot content with me. And I learned so much along the way. And it, we, and it, if it hadn't been so good with them because they were so professional and, and just good that um, it might not have, it might've turned out differently, but my husband and I, he was there for these shoots in the beginning that's wild um i mean to to think about you and you you make the point you have made the point i guess that the adult film industry now is is it predominantly run by women it's 
Well, not all, but there are the, the directors that are and writers that are making such an impact, the most impact, are women who are winning the awards and the. I mean, I can't speak for like the the you know quicker like the sites like the silly right. porn, which is I think people get the idea that that's all there is is silly porn, something you just get off to in a few minutes. But we actually are making like cinematic film with full scripts. I mean, the last. Uh, feature I did have like 700 lines for me in it. Like I'm more than I've been saying in, in <laughs> the uh, mainstream world. And I have like dramatic characters with, and it's really, you know, we take a lot of time and cinema in it. And yeah, and those are the, the women are the ones who are, are really uh, taking, I think, porn to a new frontier because I everybody watches it, porn in general, but nobody, like people don't want to admit it as much. But I find that the younger generations, like 20s and and 30s and stuff, they're more comfortable with it because they, you know, they, they came up with it on the internet. Right. So um, I think they're much more open because I get women, especially, a lot of times come up to me and say, I'm so empowered by your story and I love your stuff. I finally get to watch porn that, you know, makes me think and it makes it even more erotic because of that. And it, it, there's such a, like, a buildup. You're really invested in the, in the story as well as the sex. And that it, was. It's, I really love making stuff like that. It's pretty wild, and I think over the the course of the evolution of OnlyFans and and all the other stuff, it's uh, people have sort of uh, maybe reconsidered this. And when someone such as yourself says that it liberated you from Hollywood, that uh, you're telling the truth, and that it it has been liberating for you. It has, and I yeah, and there's actually so many people in porn. That people say, "Oh, porn ruins you." But actually, it's a, it's kind of a safe haven for a lot of people who feel other than or different or who, you know, they, they like to express their sexuality, but in public, like in the public at large, it's not accepted. So they go into porn and it's kind of, it's a tight knit kind of group. It's the thing that damages people is when they go out into the quote unquote real world and there's this stigma and taboo against them. And it's, it's really hard because I, I think people forget that they're real people who have families and homes and yeah. are trying to make a living and this is their work. And so, to, if, yeah, if you see a porn star, say hi. <laughs> say hug, hi. hug a porn hug star a porn today. Star. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Maitland, we got to run. The new memoir is uh, called Rated X, How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood. You can get that where books are sold. So thanks for checking in, Maitland. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, and tell your Philly hubby we said hi. All right, so Maitland Ward, everybody. There you go. Uh, Along with that, listen, she's had great success now, as of now, but I'm sure that there are some people that have some horror stories of their own that have gone into that. That's for sure. And some bad things happen on top of that, but she's... You know, she's she's in that higher end side of it. Well, she also, and I, I think, yeah, obviously, we had a limited time with her, but I, I think a lot of it had to do that uh, with the fact that she's able to do this because of Patreon and OnlyFans and that sort of thing. She's not on like a Ron Jeremy set, you know, like a Boogie Nights type of situation. Like yeah. they're operating from. You know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Uh, now, Patreon, I'm not familiar with. Uh, it's, it's a pay, it's a similar thing it's to... Like yeah, OnlyFans? Yeah. yeah, OnlyFans, I think, is now various straight associated with uh, adult content, though there's right. other stuff. It started as sort of everything. Yeah. Remember they tried to dump the porn? Yep. And people went nuts? Yep. So uh, Patreon allows uh, content creators, uh, you to subscribe to them. Uh, but there is a fair amount of this that shows up on okay. uh, Patreon as well. All right. Interesting. All right. Listen, I want to take a break, but let me give away some more Burger Brawl tickets. Uh, we have, uh, we'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. You'll be able to go to the Burger Brawl, which is coming up 
on Sunday, October 23rd. It's at Xfinity Live. By the way, proceeds will benefit the Philly Parks and Rec at-risk teen initiative and the school district of Philadelphia's after-school program. Uh, and today's the last day for the early bird ticket special, so go to phillyburgerbrawl.com if you want to grab those. Caller 15, you get the tickets. And thank you to Moonshine, one of the competitors in the Burger Brawl, and uh, Chef Levy, who brought by some outstanding... French onion, French onion soup burgers. Amazing. And you, and you see all kinds of concoctions at the Burger Brawl, oh, by yeah. the way. Uh, but we thank uh, Moonshine, and you can find them on uh, Miami Singh Avenue in Philly. Uh, so go by and see them. Fantastic burgers. We're going to break, come back in a second, and the Bizarre File is up when we return. Tonight from 7 to 9, Casey Boy Rocks Steam Pub, 606 2nd Street Pike in Southampton. Enter for a chance to tickets to Monday's Eagles-Minnesota game or a Greg Ward autographed helmet courtesy of Bud Light. Hang with the MM Army Saturday from 11 to 1 at Giant at 510 North Broad Street in Center City. September is Hunger Action Month. Now through September 18th, join Giant in the fight against hunger by donating non-perishable goods at the front of the store. All donations will support your local food bank. I think all these little uh, coughs and things that are happening, you and Steve, all of us actually, it might have to do with Steve, you sent me that article about the pollen count. Oh, it's definitely my allergies. It is... Apparently, it's at astronomical levels right now. Well, it's never like seen before. I've, yeah, I've had what um, it should be allergy, like um, allergy issues my my whole life, basically. But um, right now is stuff that like I've never experienced. Like, I, I actually went to the doctor because I was like, "What's going on?" And it it's allergies. They're just mm-hmm. so bad. So the article in the in the Daily News is is kind of yeah. It, it shows charts and everything, and it's like. Did you get anything off of it, Preston? Do you get a reaction to? Not really. I mean, like. Um, I guess a little bit. So when I and by the way, it's ragweed that yeah. apparently is the big thing oh, right yeah. now. But uh, when I went down to Florida v- to visit my mom and sister, my my sister's like, oh, yeah, by the way, the pollen level is ridiculous. I'm like, this stuff usually doesn't affect me. And like an hour later, I was sneezing <laughs> my head. <off. laughs> yeah, I was like wow. Yeah. So I, it doesn't. It's not something that I like dread or suffer. No. Right? like like some people do. But it, what I get a little bit of it. What'll happen with me is I think, am, am I getting a cold? Or and, it, and it's not that. It's, yeah, I get a mild. Re- and I used to never, but now I get a little bit now and then, mm-hmm. but enough to make me go, "Oh, am I getting something?" Yeah. You know. But by doing the nasal wrench again, the doctor Neil Med uh, that helps keep it in check. But apparently, yeah, it's it's of like like this expert, our our local expert, the person who who is handles all the pollen count stuff, has said that he's never seen it this high ever. Uh, in uh, his time measuring, uh, as far as the, the levels go, right now, lucky so, us, right? Yeah, right. So, if but you, the weather's beautiful. If you do have issues, <laughs> and and the, he was saying it may have something to do with kind of we had a wet beginning of the summer and then it dried out completely for most of it, and somehow or another that contributes to the growth of ragweed. You know, I only I only saw. Uh, like two or three Chinese lantern flies this year. Yes, and, I, I was just saying that, that same thing. Maybe five, wait, Nick. They're not Chinese lantern flies. They're no, they're uh, Japanese. Japanese, I think. No, I don't think so. Indian, or Asian. Because you're thinking of Taiwanese. China. Okay, maybe it's spotted lantern. Spotted lantern. That's Spotted-y! what it is. You're thinking lantern of a, you're thinking flies. of a Chinese lantern that you light and fly in the sky. What can we give to Preston for that, Casey? Well, they come from China. Well, there you go. Uh, but there's a spotted lanternfly. Anyway. Yeah. 
But I just haven't seen many of them this year, so I don't know if they if they showed up in any other spots or in and around our area. Because two years ago, three years ago, it was all over the place. Yeah, and then you know people were making jewelry out of yeah. discarded ones and Nick, whatever. I, I hate You're those right. plant hopper indigenous bastards. Yeah, uh, I think they've made their way into Jersey. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that, like um, up sort of like uh, a little bit north. Um, they're like covered in it. Okay, but this, but this year, Nick, you're right. I saw fewer than I have. I saw a little less last year, and yeah. and uh, and the year before, it was like you know they were everywhere. Kind of bizarre. But uh, I think the they're giving a standing order to kill them. Like the second yeah. you see them, so do you know who's like awesome at killing? My wife. Good. She, yeah. She, like I can take out flies <laughs> right, right, yeah. left. I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nightmare. But for the lanternfly, <laughs> players got their number. She's coming for you. Coming for you. Um, yeah. I want what they want. I, <laughs> I want what cicadas want. Uh, yeah, they can. They're they're really good jumpers. They don't yes. fly very fast. You got to get them from behind. But notice you're a good jumper. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're right, Casey. You have to get them from behind. Yep. You take them from behind when you go. They like oh, where's that guy? Me. Oh yeah. Give me a little more on it. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, the pollen count is uh, crazy. Uh, Steve, quick, I forgot in the last uh, segment, was well, because oh. we have Maitland all ready to go, but you wanted to mention your Kegs for Cats event. Yes, uh, we were talking about the Philadelphia Brewing Company, which had their, their hops cut down accidentally by the... Yeah, uh, by a weed eater. Yeah, by somebody yeah. coming in thinking they were weeds and took out all their hops that they've been growing specifically for a, special beer a certain that they beer. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, they're a wonderful place, and it is this Sunday, uh, uh, the 18th, from 1 to 4 p.m., Kegs for Cats. We did it once before. This brewery is awesome, Microbrew. They have a wonderful area that's sort of right outside the brewery itself where you can hang out. Then there's a picnic area with picnic tables across the small street. Uh, it is at 2440 Frankfurt Avenue. We're going to be there from 1 to 4. It is to benefit the Community Cats Fund, which is through Morris Animal Refuge, also through Max Fund, which is my wife's charity that raises money for uh, these community cats and things that they require. What you're going to have is great beer, great food from Algorithm, which is the, was I think last year voted the number one food truck in Philadelphia. There's going to be all sorts of raffles, all sorts of things to give away. It's going to be an, an incredible weather-wise afternoon yep. on Sunday. And best of all, kitten, pet, kitten petting booths. And that's always a big hit. So if you can come on out, we'll be there. I'll be there for the entire run. Come say hi, and there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun people hanging out at a great place. You can get tickets. Go to PrestonSteve.com. The information is up there, or MaxFun.com. All right, real quick, I want to go to Rich because he's got some info about the uh, spotted lanternflies. Rich, hi, good morning. Yeah, hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, it's all right, man. So you're an arborist? I am. I'm an arborist, and uh, you guys were talking about the spotted lanternflies. And uh, we, we've noticed that, too. And we think that uh, we're not 100% positive, but uh, because it's been so hot and dry, spotted lanternflies, basically, you know, they pierce into trees and they suck the juice out. And because they were so hot and dry, they weren't able to do that and molt from their nymph stage into the adult stage. Oh, okay. So, so the drought has basically um, slowed their progression, correct? Exactly. Yeah, right. they weren't able to go from their... their crawler stage into the flying stage with wings. So They couldn't suck the juice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the one good thing, I guess, that came from the drought was that. So. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Any other insidious insect um, slowed down because of the drought? What's that? Any other type of... In- there was another one that they were touting as being formidable that could be a big issue this like year. Like an invasive species? Right, like well, an invasive... Yeah, 
there's a few that have been uh, down in population size this year. Unfortunately, it's likely that next year the populations of a lot of insects might be higher because of it. So, oh wow, we, yeah. you just you just can't stop winning with a lot. Yeah. yeah, what are you gonna All do? Right. There's always some. All right, thank you, Rich. We appreciate the info. Thanks, guys. Uh, All right, see ya. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you, can you play all of the Oh Yeah guy? Cause... Oh, yeah. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... And she's like, yeah, every, that's great. Uh-huh. I, love. I love when the door opens up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love hearing that. Yeah, it's Dalton. Yeah, it's Dalton uh-huh. watching yeah. him while they're doing yeah, it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's behind her. I'm and... on my break. Yeah, I'm on my break. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> I just watched it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. It, it can't hold up. Did we, did we do the... Uh... The movie can't hold up. Like, it's, it, it was of such a time. <laughs> it holds up in a nostalgic They're remaking sort of... it. Uh, yeah, yeah Jake Gyllenhaal. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I love it. it. It sits right in that pocket of... It's it's fun crap. There's like the fact that he is a student of philosophy. It's right. ro- it's Roadhouse right, right, for those who don't right, know. Roadhouse. Yeah. The fact that he keeps his medical records and espouses, yeah. you know, and that she just happens to be the one doctor in town, and she's hot, and and he buy you know everyone has some sort of sort of um, small town quip that they can dispense yeah. at the drop of well, a hat. The fact that like. He's famous for being a cooler, yeah. right? Like Dalton. Oh, you're that's, Dalton. That's Dalton. And then Wade Garrett. Yeah. The cooler oh, of all coolers. You're Wade Garrett. <laughs> that's Wade Garrett. You know, wait, who is that guy? Yeah. That's Wade Garrett. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait. You're, you're Johnny Eight, the dry cleaner. Yeah. But, and then meanwhile, so here's the deal. The fallout at the end of the movie, right? They're all joking. Like, did you see anything? No, nah, I didn't see nothing. They have just, see, there's been a brutal massacre. Yes, a brutal massacre in the news. They're going to be like, like seven people have been a, found there, dead. The, 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 the town tycoon yes. has been, his chest has been blown out. Yes. He's laying in the middle of a broken table. Yeah. And everyone goes, well, I don't know who well, did it. Did you see it? I didn't see nothing. What well, did you see? A polar. Fell on me. That's that's kind of a play on a real story that happened in in Missouri of this uh, this bully in this town yeah. and uh, uh, who played him? Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy played him in, played a, him in the made movie. For TV movie. Absolute true story. They, they went out and murdered this. They killed this guy. He was the town bully, and they shot him, and nobody said a word because this guy was ruthless and brutal, just like, like Brad Zan. Wesley <laughs> in Roadhouse. Wesley! Yep. And I swear to God, I, I, love the, tell you. I love the scene where he dresses down the guys when they come back and they they haven't been able to take care. Yeah. You know, they go and, they, you know, I, I, that's what I don't like about you. You're, you're a bleeder. A, you're a bleeder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry, boss. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. But I'm you don't you. seem sincere. Yeah. Listen, the uh, and I got to do this for you. <laughs> okay. The, oh, you're going to act something I, I, out? I'm going to act something out. Okay. This is this is Dalton's roundhouse kick, okay, guys? Here we go. Oh, no, here we go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. Wait, do we have video on this? Right, we got a video. Right. Let right. me do it over there. There's a little yeah. more. Is it better over here? I got to say, I don't know what you're talking about with this. He says it's very ballet-like. Very ballet-like, okay? Yeah, okay so Dalton, here he's sizing up against this guy, right? And then he does like a step ball change, and he's like... <laughs> I, like his arms are like this. He's like... <laughs> Okay. I swear to God. I, I have to see it. I, 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 that I never I believe it. I yeah, believe that it. never clicked Kathy's for me. probably better. She's a yoga person and a dancer. So can you give me a, a, <laughs> a dancing? A, yeah, a pirouette with a, a kick. What's that? I was never a ballerina. By the way, what is step ball change? Show me what that um, is. Kickball change. Oh, it's kickball change. Uh, well, oh, yeah. it's a, you know, it could be like a kick. Wait, oh my God. Now kick I can't do it. Kickball change. Here, 
kick Do it for me, Cass. All right. I can't. You're going to uh, step I'll way back. There. Okay. Kick. Let me get my blanket off the floor. It's kick ball change. <laughs> She's going over there now. Step kick ball, ball change. Step. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, go around the house kick it back right here. Please do that. And then roundhouse kick. Kick ball change, what? roundhouse kick. All right, do me a favor. Look for this scene where he's saying it's so right, ballet. We're watching it right now. Got this, is it? This is the final fight. Uh, we're watching the scene. Which is a good fight, by the way. There it is. Okay. Yeah, he threw his arms out first. Back I, that nah, up, back nah, that nah. up just a tiny bit. Nah, he just... Um, he threw his... He's giving himself momentum, Preston. Yeah, he threw his uh, left arm out. <laughs> I think you're overreacting, Case. I, it, it's almost as if he was taking a, uh, trying to do a, uh, a left hook, and then he missed, and then he swung around. There's and... one more roundhouse that he throws in there that I'm like, wow, Mikhail Baryshnikov would be proud. Okay. Right. I think this is a good fight. Yeah. Especially when he rips his throat out. That's the fun. That's the fun part when he rips his throat out. Dude, he rips that guy's throat out, and, and she then... she comes over, and that that gives her uh, Kelly. Um, what the hell is her name? Lynch. Yeah, so she's like, hmm. He is the kind of guy who would tear somebody else's throat out. I love that he's got that open air <laughs> a, apartment in a barn above a where horses are taking a dump. Hey, he's in an actual loft. loft. Not like a New York City no, loft. A like loft, a loft in a barn. Fully mm-hmm. open. Yeah, where he sleeps on hay, I think. <laughs> or there is hay in there. Hey. It's a classic. It is. Uh, how did we even get started on this? Oh, yeah, the the regular Saturday night. Play guy. That was it. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. Please tell me that guy's going to have a cameo in this oh, next movie. Oh, he needs to. That would be the best, right? Yeah. All right. Um, we need to do the Bizarre Files, so we're going to go ahead and get to it now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, brought to you this morning by Liberty Safes of New Jersey. Is shopping for a safe. Liberty Safes of New Jersey carries the full line of Liberty Safes and all the accessories. Visit them at one of their showrooms on Route 130 in Bordentown, on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, or online at LibertySafesNJ.com. It's a weird story. Uh, A missing Maine woman... Uh, Her ex-boyfriend and their two-year-old daughter had been found safe weeks after they disappeared during a family trip. Mm. Uh, The Sanford Police Department said that it had spoken with Nicholas Hansen, Jill Sidebotham, and Lydia Hansen via the phone and video chat. The three vanished after setting off on June 27th for a three-day camping trip. Uh, The police department said no evidence of criminal behavior has been observed. Uh, during the search for the trio, investigators looked into several leads. They were cited on June 29th and July 2nd at a Walmart in Mexico, Maine, about 100 miles from uh, Sidebotham's home in Sanford. This is Mexico, Maine? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. The Maine Warden uh, Service led two aerial searches around Mexico and uh, for and for the family. Uh, despite reports that Hansen may have been abusive, police have no evidence that Sidebotham was in distress and say that she went on the trip voluntarily. Hanson's state criminal records contained no violent conviction. So they were missing, but kind of not really. This is a weird story. I'd, I'd never, oh. I haven't really understood. Uh, the family of Sidebotham had uh, told the Boston Globe in July that Hanson asked her to go on an impromptu trip. Her parents advised her not to accept his invitation to go camping. But apparently they were just kind of off, and I, it just didn't make uh, any sense to me. We have more to hear about this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Japan's northernmost prefecture of Hokkaido 
is home to much of the country's bear population. But while there are a lot of bears in Hokkaido, only one of them is known as the ninja bear. No one has ever seen the ninja bear directly, but images of the stealthy animal were captured on security footage this past July. Arigato. Uh, this was the first time that the bear had been seen since 2019. But while it's the ninja bear's skill at avoiding detection that earned it its nickname, the moniker would be just as appropriate for its penchant for midnight assassinations. Kung Fu Panda. Based on paw tracks, DNA samples from fur and droppings, and attack methodology... I'm not a good ninja if I'm leaving droppings. Yeah, the ninja bear is suspected of roughly 60 attacks on dairy cows and farms... In Shibeka, which is uh, the neighbor, er, or and in the neighboring town as well, it's an utter catastrophe. So, this is right. right. You it, got that, even bro. he got it. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Uh, the ninja bear. <laughs> ninja bear is wise. Is also known as Oso eighteen, a reference to its initial on uh, sexy and seventeen. Yeah, something like that. Its initial on camera sightings uh, took place in Osho Shibetsu district. And the fact that his front paw tracks measure 18 centimeters across, that makes it an except an especially large bear for Japan. Thank you. 60 bear attacks on livestock in the course of three years in two small towns is an exceptionally high number, according to Masami Yamanaka. Did you mention what? Director of, of the Brown Bear Association. So it's a brown bear. Huh. I think so. Uh, also unusual is what the bear does after making a kill. I type. Uh, no. <laughs> He's got to write up a report. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh, Can I get a notary down here? <laughs> Yamanaka says that ordinarily a bear that makes a kill larger than what it can eat at one feeding will remain in the area until it gets hungry again. The ninja bear, though, often eats just a portion of the cows it kills and then disappears back into the forest only for its next attack to take place in a different part of the two-town area. I saw the remains in this amazing Tupperware. Now, what would you expect to pay for this? Uh, the ninja bear is also suspected to be adept at walking in rivers so as not to leave tracks and in an attack that took place in July appears to have known to dig a hole in the wow. soil to slip underneath an electrified fence. It's unpredictable this, movement. Has, at, in this picture, Preston, I'm wearing a fake beard and mustache. Oh, <laughs> and uh, has frustrated hunters' animal control efforts, and at least one dairy farm has deployed one of Japan's robot monster wolves as a <laughs> precaution. And I don't even know what the robot monster wolf uh, is. I've so. seen them. You actually did a story on them, and uh, uh, they're they're meant to, to scare away... Um, some other predator. All right, uh, but yeah, they're they're pretty uh, pretty scary. All right, uh, last story. It's a short one. A uh, man in Tennessee is accused of stealing TVs from a Walmart and then selling them in the parking lot of the store. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I mean, just <laughs> if you walk outside, well, selling the how lazy? Uh, totally. Officers responded uh, to a Walmart in Knoxville, Tennessee, found Donald Don't Kirkland. Don't buy in there. I'm giving discounts. <laughs> Kirkland in possession of stolen items. Police said Kirkland, Kirkland ran from the police, was eventually uh, taken into custody. He told officers he had stolen three TVs, a karaoke machine, and camping equipment. This is my store. I call it Wilmart. What would be great is if he used the karaoke machine out front to advertise. With Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> savings have never been better on Walmart TVs. He's uh, selling the I'll items. I'll see you in the parking lot. In the lot. A Walmart manager corroborated his story. Storytelling officers, he saw Kirkland loading one of the TVs onto a cart in the store. He was charged with theft of merchandise. This afternoon, a tire sale. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. What? 
Uh, I nothing. You're pointing at something. Well, I was pointing at there's somebody on the phone. Do we want to go to that person? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought we had uh, time issues. So uh, let me go to Michelle real quick. Hi, Michelle. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's happening, Michelle? Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. I love you, Nick. Oh, my God. I threatened everybody at the station last night. <laughs> We don't know what you're talking about, so why don't we use a little context here? Okay. Okay. So I had texted yesterday during the Pearl Jam contest. Okay. And um, Nick texted me back and said, email me. And he set me up with Tommy, who had an extra pair of tickets for somebody. Ah. Wow. Very nice. (laughs) See, I've been crying for 24 hours straight. Well, I'm glad you got to go. And I heard that you were... uh, you were hanging out by the MMR ten last night, but I'm really glad you got got to go and um, and enjoy what I thought was an epic show. So I'm glad you, you made it in, Michelle. Oh wait, it gets better. <laughs> okay. Hold on, wait. We're waiting. So what I love about Camden and Philly crowd is that when there's one C bag in the crowd, they all come together and let you know that that's what you are. Oh wait, now you okay. weren't so the D bag, were you? I finally like caught my breath. Yeah. And I got up there. And I held on to the railing, and I'm texting the radio station. I'm like, this is where I'm at. Tell Nick to come see me because I have to thank him. And this guy goes, excuse me, I need that railing, and I have two other people coming, so you have to move. And I was like, really? And everybody around him looked at him, and I thought, okay, just go. Walk away. I walked away. And this lady comes up to me. She goes, I just saw what happened. She goes, my husband's passed out in the trunk. She says, we have tickets for inside. I'm gonna, I only wanted to come in for a few minutes, so I'm going to give you his ticket. I'm going to send you his ticket. So I go in, and I didn't know where I was going, but I was like fifth row from the pit. Oh, wow. It was, I didn't stop crying. The security guard finally comes <laughs> up to me. Do you need anything? I'm here. And he, like, stood guard for me. Like, anybody that came near me, he, like, pushed out of the way like he was like i'm just and when animal started i finally smiled he goes i'm so happy to see you smile finally because all well, you've done is cry michelle Aww. that sounds like a, like a great a great evening and we're glad it worked out well for you so uh yeah nick was raving about the show so uh, that's awesome is, are you thank just you a, guys, a, a, thank you nick i swear i if you didn't answer me today i was going to come there <laughs> and camp out until i saw you myself is is pearl jam very special to you Extremely, and I wasn't even going to go last night because I've been dealing with this cancer thing, and oh, I shaved no. my head. I I have no eyebrows, and my boyfriend's like, "Just go, go, do yourself up, do something, and go." And I cried for an hour because I couldn't figure out how to draw eyebrows on. Oh, <laughs> Michelle, you, you you sound like a sweetheart, and, and and I was so glad it worked out well for you. And how, how is your health in general? How are you doing? Um, I, I'll be fine. I I mean. Monday's going to be a tough day, but it, it, it's okay now, you know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, just enjoy uh, all this that, that you got to experience last night. That's wonderful. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks for the call this yeah, morning. I appreciate that. Was that was a good oh, call, man. man. That was really sweet. I'm glad right. you got to go. Yeah, definitely. All right. We need to take a break. Uh, let's do that very thing. We'll come back in a second and we'll ask a lesson, question, trash, and music news. Those things are on the way. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address.
on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we have a couple things that we're going to do before ending the program today. And one of those is give some things away. Uh, That would be a pair of tickets to uh, the Spirit of Philadelphia. And we're going to do that via the lesson question. So let's see if you've been paying attention this morning. Uh, Let's see. Because two O's in the middle of a word helps with marketing, like in goop and poosh and boohoo, what should our show be called? 215-263-WMMR. All right, let's see if you were listening and you know the answer because two O's in the middle of a word helps with marketing like goop and poosh and boo-hoo. 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 Well, I just want to punch a wall. What should our show be called? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Apple TV Plus. The greatest beer run ever is in theaters and streaming on Apple TV Plus September 30th. Apple.com slash the greatest beer run ever. Let's have a look, Steve. What's going on this morning? Well, Kendall Jenner appearing on the Jay Shetty podcast bemoaning how many false narratives there are about the Jenner Kardashian family. Jenner says the problem is that her family is very shy and private. (laughs) Oh, my God. Queen Elizabeth's funeral will be taking place on Monday in London, and parts of the meticulous guest list have been leaked to the press. Amazingly... Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese was not invited, while Dream a Little Dream star Corey Feldman was. <laughs> and finally, 48-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio was seen closing up to 27-year-old Gigi Hadid at an exclusive party during New York's Fashion Week. DiCaprio also played a bit of a hero at one point, stepping in to find Gigi's missing binky. So. <laughs> All right, thank you, Steve. By the way, I, I finally watched a video you sent uh, the other day of Corey Feldman. <laughs> At a bar, doing his music thing, and he's playing guitar, and he steps into the microphone and apparently stepped on the mic stand right as he was about to approach it, and it just smacks him right in the mouth. Oh, the microphone I didn't see did. That. Oh, yeah. Yes, audibly. Oh, it's great. It's great. And and he just stops and and has did that. You remember when yeah, I you yeah. hit me in, uh-huh. in the in the mouth with the microphone? It was that type of stop, and oh. like, oh. and you could hear the, some of the crowd go. Oh. All right, uh, to the phones we go, because two O's in the middle of a word helps marketing like in goop and poosh and boo-hoo. What should our show be called? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to John and see if we can get the answer. Hey, John, good morning. Dude. Yeah, you there, John? John? There's a brewer. Oh, dude, it's brewer. (laughs) Well done. All right, John, what should the show be called? I believe it would be called Proust and Stew. Yeah. Thanks. Hang on the line, buddy. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to dine, dance, and take in the amazing views aboard Spirit of Philadelphia, departing from Penn's Landing, a dinner cruise on the Delaware River 
Let you relax and enjoy the beauty of Philly's historic waterfront. You can book today at citycruises.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> All right, it's brought to you by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Preston and Steve listeners, you get 15% off when you mention our show. So go to drytechcorp.com. Ozzy is determined to tour again after nightmare health setbacks. The 73-year-old rocker told people uh, that between his Parkinson's diagnosis and a series of surgeries... Following a fall in 2019, he said, I've never been this laid up. Despite his condition, he's determined to get back on the road. He said, it's where I belong. The relationship I have with my audience is the biggest love affair of my life. He said, I am determined (laughs) to get back on stage, even if I have to be nailed to a board and wheeled on. So for the longest time, it's been accepted that Ozzy on stage, you know, was just kind of... Doing his deal. Um, I wonder if he's a little bit more energetic now, mm, you know, know, after getting medical help. Yeah, I didn't see any of the video footage of him. <laughs> you can't do that on a train. It's crazy. <laughs> Sir, take that outside. I didn't see the footage of him doing the halftime show the other day, so I'm not sure what his energy level is at this point, but... He wants to keep doing it. Uh, the Cult has just released a uh, a cut inside, it's called. Uh, the new single from their latest album called Under the Midnight Sun, uh, which comes out on October 7th. The new collection, which marks the band's 11th studio set and the first since 2016's Hidden City. Uh, the LP was produced by Tom uh, Dalgety, best known for his work with the Pixies, Royal Blood, and Ghost. It wow. will be issued on the back Black Hill Records imprint. This is one of my favorite songs. Frontman Ian Asbury said uh, the how the pandemic inspired the new album, which was formulated with producer Tom Dalgety that I said earlier. Uh, when the world stopped, he said, I had this moment to write in real time to calculate. I was uh, compelled by this vision, this anomaly, this memory of being under the midnight sun. And Tom helped us bring the new musical shape and frequency to our process. So that's coming out. All signs are pointing to a new live Who album uh, coming out later this year. Amazon uh, Amazon posted the shot, and uh, it says the pack shot. The pack shot? What's a pack shot? Posted the pack shot. It's like a dick fur. <laughs> posted the pack shot, and for the Who live with orchestra the good- at, at Wembley Stadium... Oh. Packaging shot. Oh! Come on, man. Knock it off with that. Used to portray the product's reputation in advertising on TV or other media, uh, but it's usually a moving uh, image of the product. Okay. You're getting a little too cute, right? It is. Here's a pack shot of a a truck. That's adorbs. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Anyhow, it's used, which is advertised with a (laughs) November 4th release date. The double disc set features sections from the band July 6th. One-off London show, which feature uh, Eddie Vedder joining the band. Nice. For the Quadrophenia rocker, The Punk and the Godfather. Uh, Strangely, the album closes with the acoustic Endless Wire number, Tea and Theater, which was not performed at the Wembley show, and it's unclear where the new live version was called from. So far, there's been no official announcement. You've seen the Quadrophenia movie, right? No. The Sting is in it, you know. 
Uh, is it any good? I think it's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I revisited the um, the Tommy movie, which when it came out, having been a fan of the uh, the original album, I'm like, this is an abortion. Yeah. You know, the, the music-wise, very synthesizer and, and very non- yeah. I mean, even though Pete Townsend and the band, they were doing it. Well, and it's also very uh, Broadway show, like, because you have Anne Margaret who's yeah, 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 yeah. singing like that, and I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, it, it's a goofy movie. It is. I, I think. But but Quadrophenia is good? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It has okay. a cool style to it, so. And Sting is very good. Nice. And then finally, uh, I have a pair of tickets to give away uh, for The War on Drugs and Patti Smith. They're playing uh, Friday, September 16th, and they will be at the uh, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion in Camden. Uh, tickets go on sale. Tickets are on sale now, but uh, the show is this Friday, September 16th. And if you would like to go, just be caller number 14, and we will give you those tickets. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. That's it. Music news. We'll take a break, and we'll get ready to wrap up the show. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The presidency show coming to an end uh, for today. Paving the way for a Friday morning. A no sad bro weekend. That's right. And uh, all things that happen on Friday here on the program. Uh, today has been an enjoyable day. And we've all been, uh, I, I'd say for all, each and every one of us claiming that we are really out of it today. I think we gave it our I, best 40%. I think, I think we pulled it through. <laughs> no, I think we pulled it off. I think okay, we, good. I, I think Thank we had a good, a good program today. Uh, part of that was uh, having great guests on the show. So I would like to thank Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson for yeah. being on. Promoting his uh, live lecture at the Kimmel Center on Friday, September 23rd. It's called An Astrophysicist Goes to the Movies, Part 2. Tickets and information available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. And uh, as always, just an easy, real cool conversation to have with him. Uh, speaking of an easy, cool conversation, our buddy Adam Ferrara. We yes. had one with him, too. He's going to be performing at the Opera House in Jim, Th- Jim Thorpe on Friday night and then Newtown Theater on Saturday night. And you can go to AdamFerrara.com to get tickets. And then last but not least, adult film star Maitland Ward. <laughs> Former child Disney actress and now uh, working the world of porn. And she has a book called Rated X, How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood. And that's yeah. on sale now. And that was a cool conversation, too. And thank you also to the Burger Brawl and uh, our uh, Burger Brawl competitor, Moonshine, for stopping by and dropping off some burgers. Uh, they are located at 1825 East Wyomensing Ave in Philly. And they've been doing the Burger Brawl for five years. We have one final pair of tickets to give away for the Burger Brawl, which is going to be on Sunday, October 23rd at Xfinity Live. Uh, so we'll take call number 10 and we'll give that to you. 215-263-WMMR. You get unlimited samples uh-huh. of the burgers it, from it, over 60 restaurants. Completely gluttonous. And I'm not sure. If, I believe this is the case that today might be the last day for there's sort of an early 
Yeah, it's the early bird tickets. Program. Okay, all right. Yes, yeah, so you can go to phillyburgerbrawl.com if you want to get that. Uh, so, as for a great cause, Philly Parks and Rec at Risk Teen Initiative and the School District of Philadelphia's after school programming. So, we'll take that 10th call and we'll give away our last tickets for that. Pierre Robert is here. Why, good day. Nice to see you, sir. And to see you, kids. Uh, what a night we had last night at Pearl Jam. Uh, so cool to be out there. So much fun. I said this to you last night. I, I honestly went in a little um, expecting a bit of a letdown coming off of the Garden because they were they played New York City in on nine eleven at Madison Square Garden, yeah, yeah. Great, greatest arena in the world. And then they're playing in Camden, and so I thought maybe it was going to pale by comparison. It just did not. They brought it. The energy was there. The fans were so into it. Uh, it was a Philly-centric show. I forgot to mention you guys this earlier. Eddie talked about uh, going up the Art Museum steps. He called them the Rocky Steps. Really? But he he referred to the building at the top of the Rocky Steps as that Philly library. <laughs> and we're like, that's, uh, that's the Museum of Art, but... Sure, library. Right, that yeah. works just fine. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it was. It, they did uh, State of Love and Trust and Breath and the Encore, and it was just one great song after another. So I'm glad you got to go up here. Well, uh, he also referred to looking at that uh, and ha- or uh, referring to that in a dream where he dreamed there was a volcano in Philly. And uh, with that, Mike uh, McCready went into eruption. Uh. And I thought they were going to go into You Really Got Me, but yeah. they didn't. Uh, but but Mike McCready did all of Eruption uh, in a little Eddie Van Halen tribute. Yeah, he's There's a big Eddie Van Halen fan. Cool, cool. Did moments. they open with Wishlist? They opened with Wash. Oh, I was wondering Wash. if they were going to okay. play Wishlist because that was our song yesterday for the contest. Uh, but they did not. But they they played. Uh, they pulled out some rarities, and um, you know it was a, a fan friendly show. Was but so yeah. crowded, it was packed. I, Is that I, the most crowded you've ever seen it, Pierre? It may be the most yeah. crowded I've ever seen the venue. It. I mean, when they said sold out, you know. It was that place holds between twenty five, believe it or not, and twenty six thousand people. Uh, when you add the lawn space into it, and it was jam packed, and he Eddie didn't even have to sing; the crowd was singing along <laughs> so loudly to every song. That's wild. It, it really, uh, it was that great Philly audience that you love. So very cool, excellent. All right, uh, we'll get our letter of the day from you. That cool. Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Hi, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter V, as in Vitology. All right. Mm. Very good. And we have one more letter to go tomorrow, and we give away our prize, which is a trip for two aboard the Philly Sports Trips Ultimate Bus Trip to MetLife Stadium. For the Birds game on December 11th, the trip includes transportation, tailgate with beverages, and catered Philly-style food, and tickets to sit with hundreds of other Birds fans. Packages are on sale now. To join the party. So go to phillysportstrips.com today and we'll book yours. Uh, we'll have that tomorrow to give away. What's up on your show today, Pierre? We've got an action-packed program. Uh, giveaways including live at Parks Casino. Goes on sale tomorrow. Nick Mason at the Miller Theater uh, in a little over a week on Friday the 23rd. Uh, and I've got blocks of the Ramones. I've got blocks of the Cars. I've got blocks of Metallica. Uh, and to cap it all off at 2 p.m., in honor of the fact that Roxy Music, the amazing band, yeah. is playing the man tonight, uh, I'm going to have a conversation with Brian Ferry cool. of Roxy Music. I've never spoken with him before. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, the 2 o'clock hour will, uh, at least the first portion of it, be consumed with incredible music from this wonderful, soulful, vibrant, great rock and roll band. 
uh, Brian Ferry and Roxy Music at the Man. A few tickets remain, Ticketmaster.com, should you like to go, and I would recommend it. But um, uh, it'll be cool. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, too. President and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, Acme, the official grocery store of the President and Steve Show. And uh, also brought to you by Squeezed.com. Feel great and lose weight with Squeezed. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a packed show. All of these guests are going to be in our studio tomorrow. Craig Robinson yes. is stopping by. Uh, Billy Eichner from uh, Billy on the Street. Yes. Uh, and Luke McFarlane will be here. Godfrey, always a great guy to have on, will be in the studio. And musician Don McCloskey is coming by. So we are going to be packing them in tomorrow. That's a conga line. Wrapping up the <laughs> week in fine fashion. So uh, that is it. We are done. A rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. <laughs> On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the...